Hi, this is Michelle for Dobbs. If you're like me and always search for deals for your car, then check out GoToDobbs.com before you spend a dollar anywhere else. You'll find amazing deals on new tires and expert auto service. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver tire, and service deals today. Dobbs, with 43 locations, real deals are always close by. You've heard of all the services Victory Men's Health offers. Now it's even easier with their telehealth service. Whether it's weight loss, hormones, or micronutrient testing, you can be assessed in the comfort of your own home. It's easy by just going to victorymenshealth.com and clicking on telehealth. Pick the service you're interested in, and based on what service you are seeking, a lab draw kit will be shipped right to your home. Then a video telehealth consultation to discuss your results. Telehealth from Victory Men's Health. Victorymenshealth.com for more details. Must be a resident of Illinois or Missouri to use this service. NinjaBling.com, the online home of Moritz Royce Jewelry, the exclusive jeweler of the Riz Show. Check out their huge collection, including one-of-a-kind pieces from the Simon G Collection. Or they can make you your own custom-built piece just for you. And because they have an upstairs location, Moritz Royce can save you money over the street-level stores. Make an appointment. Head to NinjaBling.com to get the address and phone number. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Moritz Royce Jewelry, where you get the jewels and not the shaft. Show podcast powered by Dobbs. Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers are hiring now with 42 stores. Apply at go to Dobbs.com today. All right, let's hit it. Listen to discretion is advised. The Rizzuto. 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 The Rizzuto Show. Rewind. Welcome back to the Riz Show. You want to uh, turn on those webcams, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz, because we got our first guests, guests ever in our brand new studio. So we got Dave from Lincoln Park, we got Brendan, PJ Golfer, and uh, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Always. That happens all the time. That's how we introduce ourselves as well. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, and then Mark. And then Mark. (laughs) I'm still working on my resume. (laughs) Welcome, guys. Thanks. So uh, you guys have a podcast called uh, Member Guest, and we'll get to that in a second. But, you know, Brendan is uh, competing in the uh, championship, the PJ Championship this week. And I guess you're not golfing today. Yeah, at least not right now. Um, I was telling Moon earlier, I really I enjoy it when the weather's like this because it means that nobody's getting a jump on me when I when I don't want to work. So ah. um, right yeah, it's now, all even. it's the guilt-free session this morning so so this works out really well for us see i was always under the assumption that because there was i was watching the bridgestone uh championship uh this weekend and i thought you guys would like go home for a couple days maybe come back on like a wednesday hey if you want to meet up on wednesday we'll do a little golf on a wednesday time thursday morning let's get there wednesday night (laughs) for the next event i didn't realize you go right from one city to the next like that monday to start playing yeah, I mean, we uh, we were here Sunday night, you know, got in about 9.30, and then we were out working yesterday in the morning. Uh, had Dave and Mark walking around in the heat yesterday and trying to help me with my game. So, yeah, um, but we're, we're always working. So there's there's no real off time. You just keep rolling from one to the next. And did you guys all, like, meet because you guys were all golfers? Or you, how do you guys know each other? 
Mark and I grew up together, so we've known each other since we were five from youth soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mark's had to put up with me for for quite a, a long, long time. time. Yeah, he's he's been putting up with my my shenanigans for way too long. Brendan has had a little easier route, going with me at least. Right. Uh, we met a handful of years ago, actually at a Lincoln Park show. We had a mutual friend. He was like, "Hey, you know, Lincoln Park's playing in New York. The tour at that point was in New York." He said, "You want you know, reached out to Brendan. Do you want to go out and see them play at uh-huh. uh, Jones Beach, right?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so Brendan came out to that. We met there and then kind of put it together that we lived 10, 15 minutes apart and kind of said, hey, look, you know, when we're back home, if we have any, if the schedule's ever, the world's aligned, the schedule's aligned, we're both in the same place, same time, let's try and figure that out. And so we just started hanging out when we were back at home and then I started dragging him in all sorts of silly stuff. Well, there we go. Brendan, Brendan's like, let's let's go golf together so I can show off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to do normally. Let's go be, Dave, you said it lets me to the music store yeah. so <laughs> I can show off. Hey, I was like, we could go down to Guitar Center. Yeah, that's we right. Could, let's play like a $5 match on bass against <laughs> sure, each other. Yeah. See how yeah. that goes. Right. Somehow I always end up competing with guys like Brendan and things that I'm not very good at. Yeah. And somehow that always involves money. And so we're right. like, why am I... What am I doing wrong here? That what? How can I figure out how to play competitive? I mean, even if it's a Guitar Hero, how can we play? How can I make money off this? Yeah, yeah. How do you get mulligans and Guitar Hero? Yeah, you know, we'll tough. play. I'll give you a handicap. We'll play like for five dollars a game. Mm-hmm. You know, and at the end of it, I'll just collect, and you can feel like, well, I guess he's supposed to win. Right. Like, so Brandon, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to play against Moon though. As oh, far as. We're not playing guitars Guitarin? against each other. Oh, give me a break, man! I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just real good at making it look good. <laughs> it's all show. You know, I've started taking some shredding lessons, Dave. Just so you know, I'll be out there. God. I didn't, I didn't want to accidentally undercut there. you there. I'll be I out think, there soon. I'm, not once has he ever said, "I'm going to guitar lessons." It's always, "I'm going to go start shredding." I'm going to go learn how to shred. Yeah, my guitar teacher. We don't just, you know, noodle around. We shred. <laughs> I actually have a roadie come in before I get there every day and set me up. My geet fiddle. And I actually break every guitar when I leave. Yep. So that's that's what style I go. You're well on your way. <laughs> right. yeah. We're as both ba- smoke on the water's over with. Just everything <laughs> is lit on fire. We're both back and forthers though. We do a little guitar and then a lot of bass. And then a lot of guitar and then a little bass. It's kind of back and forth. I was we were just talking about this the other day. I, I had gone out uh it was actually I was just on vacation with my family in, in Utah. We'd been hiking around Zion, we'd gone to Bryce and doing all this kind of stuff. At the end of it all, we end up in Sundance, and Mike Shinoda from from the band is playing a solo gig there at the Love Loud Festival, and we had been hanging out that whole week, and he's like, hey, why don't you play a guitar in a song, you know, during my set? Yeah, I saw pictures of this. Yeah, and so I'm like, okay, that'd be awesome. So we're literally in our house that we were renting the morning of, and he's showing me one of his new songs, like, oh, here it is, you know, this and this and this, and then transitions to this. We're, we're on one of those acoustic guitars that I probably should have lit on fire and mm-hmm. broke after playing it. I mean, this thing is just, we can't even get it in tune, let alone play on it. But that's what I'm learning it on. The end of the day, whatever, we go, we run it once in the dressing room. <clears throat> I go out and play, and then I'm playing it. I'm now playing his guitar or whatever at a stadium show for this festival. The caveat to that is I'm not a very good guitarist. I can play bass. You know, I, I grew up playing instruments or whatever. I can, I can write on guitar and I can get by, but I'm... I'm a me- I'm I'm better than mediocre, but I'm not great. I, like, I love the modest. I can just you know a little bit on on guitar. Yeah, it, yeah it's <laughs> not, it's, you could probably do better than ninety nine percent of everybody on earth. Yeah. <laughs> Which I would say maybe, 
but I still should not necessarily be playing guitar in a stadium show. Mm. That That's the end point is that I'm just like, at the end of it, I was like, that could have gone really, really wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, kudos to Mike also for just being like, yeah, man, just come up and play it. And he knows, he knows go, my level of guitar too. I just want to go back for a second. And and my perception of, you know, a, a, a guy in a, I mean, a huge band like Linkin Park going on vacation. Every day's a vacation for you. Yeah, What's vacation? Well, sometimes you got to take a vacation from the vacation. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's vacation? Like, you know, like mm-hmm. I get up at two thirty every morning. Okay, and when I go to Mexico, that's going on vacation. See, so you're implying, or you're at least calling what you're doing now here work, right? Sure. This is not work. We've got hanging out yeah. with friends. We've got, that's my point. We got tank top Tuesdays tank going top on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you sure got is. I did yeah. my research. <laughs> we, got, we got all kinds of fun stuff. This is not sure, work. This is the, the, the hours stink, but. The hours are tough. The fun, you know, the fun is getting together and talking with your buddies. And that's what I'm sure your podcast is. Yeah. Which is called Member Guest. Right. And why, why'd you guys, guys get started with the podcast? Yeah, why'd you Whose guys idea get started was with that? Dave drags us into everything. So Dave, Dave actually brought it to me. Um, and I said, yeah, I'm totally in. And he's like, we got to talk to Mark. I know Mark's going to be a tougher sell. So, um, and then Mark has to do all the work. So that's mm. why it's always a tougher sell for Mark. But uh, this was all all Dave's idea, and and I just thought it would be a lot of fun to sit down and and do something that wasn't directly related to myself, mm-hmm. because everything I have to do with golf is all on me. I mean, yeah, I have a caddy oh, yeah. and a coach and everything, but at the end of the day, I can't look at it and be like, you know, my teammates blew it today, or you know, some it's somebody else's fault that I played poorly. So it's it's fun for me to do something that's more creative, mm-hmm. and then. And do it with with good friends, and and that's that's more of a team atmosphere too. So about an hour and a half, you got just uh, swapping recipes. Is that it? <laughs> Pretty much. It, it's a lot of cooking. <laughs> you do have a segment on whittling as well, right? Yeah, uh-huh. a little, yeah, a, a tad of whittling. I, I like. I don't know if you picked up on it, but I like how Brendan described it. And it's basically to me, at least, sounded like if something goes wrong with the podcast, at least he can lean he's on got, other people. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I heard more that he's got people to blame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you screw up a shot, it's on you. Yeah, I mean, I blame everything on the podcast on on Mark or Dave. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can't be my fault. Obviously, I would carry the show. Sure. Well, you could blame your caddy if you get a if you, if you have a bad shot, right? Yeah, I mean, we do always say that if if it's uh, left or right, that's your coach's fault, and if it's short or long, that's your caddy's fault. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Wrong club. This world Damn is it. full of excuses. <laughs> yeah. So on a day like today, uh, Brendan, so you get uh, you guys may get practice in. And today, so what's the typical? So this is a big, you know, big major for you guys. What's the typical week look like for you? Everybody does it a little bit differently. Um, I I like to to make sure that I get enough rest because you play last week, you come here, you play this week, you get out and play holes every day. You know, we played nine holes yesterday. We're going to try to play nine today and nine tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's easy to over practice and overwork, and by the time. Friday, Saturday, Sunday comes around. Now you're tired. When you're tired, it's harder to play well. So, um, oh, so fatigue does set in. Yeah, fatigue huh? is huge because the the days are really long. Um, I mean, if I have a tee time at at my tee time on Thursday is one forty five, mm-hmm. but I mean, I'll be at the course at maybe ten thirty, something like that. I won't get out of there till seven thirty. So wow. it's, it'll be there's a lot of work that goes into it as far as like warming up. Um, you know, getting your body ready, getting your mind ready, all that kind of stuff that goes into it. And then maybe some practice afterwards as well, if you didn't like how things were going. So those days can be really long. Um, and if you're not taking a day off throughout the week, like we started again, we played Sunday and then started again on Monday. So 
um, you can just wear yourself out, especially if it's hot or or tough walking if it's wet. Are you, know, you so on practice days? Are you walking? Or are you taking a cart? Yeah, we're walking. There's there's no carts, unfortunately. Hmm. So That's that, a legit question. Oh, absolutely, is a legit, legit question. Hey, he's talking about being tired. Yeah. Okay. Got to walk a lot. Absolutely, don't yell at me. I was thinking. <laughs> <it's> not, <laughs> well, you may think that's a silly question. I would never think that. What about, about the, you, what sir? about the guy that that works here? Who, when he goes golfing, he uses it exercise. He tees off, puts the bag on his shoulder, and sprints to every ball. That's how he plays that's the great entire for your round. Heart rate, by the way. I, so when you try to calm yourself down, I don't think he would have done that yesterday. I, I don't know. No, we've we've seen him do it in, in crazier temperatures, and I mean, yeah. he's not he's not young. Yeah, he's older than all of us. Yeah, you, you, you got your heart rate up. You know, aren't you supposed to relax yourself? All right, so you're supposed to get you know get over the ball, relax yourself. Yeah, I mean, ideally, my heart rate's always going through the roof a Is lot it? of the time. So it's we've actually talked about it before. Dave's told me like maybe maybe you need to do something like. Do ten push-ups before you hit a <laughs> hit a shot in practice to try to, you know, get that heart rate going and, and try to feel the that. same kind of things. It's actually not a bad idea because you, it's amazing what the mind can do to you. You know, mm-hmm. you you get out there and and you really want to hit a good shot. You really want to make a putt, and next thing you know, you're like really really nervous. Your heart rate's going crazy, and you're, and you're trying to be steady and have this nice little touch. And there's you know tons of stuff going on, so uh, that can be really really tough. So if you're playing in a big tournament like this. How do you calm yourself down? Even I'm sure you got the jitters, you know, first hole, first day, got to make the cut, you know, a lot of pressure on you. How do you calm yourself down? Uh, yeah, sometimes you don't. And when you don't, you don't play well. Um, it, you have to do all the cliche things. You know, it's the one shot at a time and stick yeah. to your process and do all that stuff. They're cliches for a reason. It's, I mean, that's a bad answer, but that's that's really what it is. If you can get out there and just focus on the first tee shot, um, and, and try to really pick a good target, make a committed swing. I mean, we always say that balls and attitude are the two most important things when you're Jeff playing. Jeff always says I that. always say that. That's <laughs> <laughs> on, on my grinder profile. Yeah, actually. I like that. Balls and attitude. Here we go. Balls and attitude. Call me. <laughs> well, because everybody's good, right? Everybody in this tournament's a great player. Yeah. So if you got more balls and a better attitude than somebody else, you're probably going to beat them. That's we, right. Is this know- golf balls? Yes, golf balls. Okay, yeah. I just, go with that. Yeah. I put a hundred balls in my bag. Make Christian carry it. <laughs> do you uh, do you know who you're teamed up with uh, for I, the for the first uh, first round? I do. Yes, uh, Kevin Na and uh, Adrian Otagai. Mm. He's oh, a he, he gets Spanish handsy. Guy. He gets handsy. Be careful. Stop that. I read that yeah. about him. I just read it actually. Yeah. That makes Stop sense. That. Is it? A, can I ask a quick question about the like the actual rounds? Like when you hear who you're going to be going with, like you're going to be playing with. Do you get nerves if it's somebody really, really, really huge, like a really super popular, like really super, you know what I mean? Like, like a big like, name. Like Britney Spears. Like yeah, like Britney yeah. Spears. <laughs> if you're playing with Britney Spears. Yeah, yeah last time you I played with Britney, head, I was, yeah. I was yeah. really, sure? really nervous. <laughs> yeah, that, that can definitely happen. I was I was paired with Dustin Johnson this year um, down in Mexico on Saturday. We were both playing pretty well, and it's it's obviously it's a measuring stick type thing like he's the number one player in the world you want to play well side by side with him and so so that kind of stuff can just get you a little bit more amped up and you put a lot of pressure on yourself in this game so it's um for me i just i want to be able to to do the things that i know i can do and a lot of the time with golf you don't unfortunately so like if you're paired with somebody who's known as a really long hitter you you don't want to get him go well watch like look at this guy here on the screen right here let's let's (laughs) let's analyze this swing jorts or not yes or not he's got happy gilmore stance (laughs) (laughs) that looked good Yeah, so what was wrong with that? Everything, correct? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could go with everything. He says, yes, everything. Everything. 
How distracting it? How distracting is it? You know, is, when somebody, you know, everybody's around the hole and they're yelling out, you know, Baba Booey and Dilly Dilly and just dumb things. Is it distracting? Uh, or you put I, it out. I, I don't really mind it. The the noise and stuff is not something that bothers me. Some guys get bothered by it. Um, is that I, like a generational thing? I feel like the older guys aren't weren't used to that, and they get. Are they more prone to get upset with it, and all the newer guys kind of just take it in stride like that? It's yeah, it's a little bit. I think I would say it's a little bit of a generational thing. Um, I mean, that's just the way that the game's going. It's it's a little bit more fun. There's more people showing up to tournaments. Um, you know, you got a tournament like Phoenix where it's just a huge party the whole time, and they get 250,000 people there on Saturday, and uh, and all anybody's doing is drinking and hanging out and having a good time. So that's and that's the model that we're kind of moving towards is a little bit more fun. Uh, mm -hmm. more like bring your buddies out. This is a fun activity, but you'll have a good time. Yeah, you'll have a good time while you're doing it rather than, you know, the old traditional, you got to be really uptight and, and watch on your best behavior type thing. Um, that being said, like it gets a little vicious at Phoenix as well. So, oh, I know what, I don't know if you're specifically talking about one clip that made its way online of what a spectator said. Do you remember that Riz when it first happened? Yes. When they said that you participated in a certain activity with their mother? Yes. Oh, yes. boy. Like we, cannot, a good one. we cannot play that, but yes, um, somebody yelled that. Was I that believe specific? that might have been one of my buddies. Wasn't that your buddy? I think so. They were all there that weekend, <laughs> yeah. and immediately yeah, that started was, flying around, and I'm like, oh, believe, boy. And, and you, were, you, you were teeing off? I was. It was right after I hit my uh, second shot on ten on Saturday, and I think I was. And that was his second buddy. to last. Uh, I, 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 it might have been. I'm not sure. Let's it just might go have been it because what are the odds <laughs> of you two being in the studio? Huh? Allegedly, well, yeah. And so Allegedly after that was. happened, I told uh, Phil Mickelson the story. I said, "This is what happened while we were out there today," and he just looked at me and he said, "Well, did you?" <laughs> <laughs> Is it true? So certain activities with his mother, huh? Yes, yes. And did you? They went true? roller skating together. They made some t-shirts out of that, too. You guys probably... Did they really? Yeah, you guys probably need one of those t-shirts. Oh, that is Can awesome. Can you make that in tank top form? Because <laughs> yeah. these guys don't wear sleeves on Tuesdays. By they, was it to the PGA fun. Tour Sorry. made those t-shirts? Uh, it was not a PGA what, Tour Not official sanctions. merchandise. Yeah, merchandise. Okay. But Man, By the way, don't, don't typed in steal my mom's shirt because things show up on Google that... You should not look at it at work. No. <laughs> no. Okay, for work. no. What should I not put in there? <laughs> you know, and a lot of people, I'm just watching some of the local coverage here, you know, of the uh, PGA Championship, which is right down the street. I mean, it's not far from here. And they got, you know, the area pretty much cordoned off for you guys. Um, oh, the parking situation is is, is awful. Mike, take a shuttle here. These are, when you guys are not there for 51 weeks, just regular clubs where people go to play. Mm-hmm. Crazy. They're not built for... Such a big event like this. This is a you know a, a, the hundredth championship. I mean, this is a huge event. Yeah, I think the other, only other big event at Bell Reve, I think, was a senior stop, and it was 10, 15 years ago, probably something like that. So this is huge, and like you said, it's the hundredth as well. So historic. What, what are the uh, what is everybody saying about the course? So far, really good things. Um, I mean, it's it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit slow right now. It's pretty soft. The fairways are soft. The greens are soft. Um, I know they're going to try to firm it up and speed it up. This obviously, this weather isn't going to help. But mm -hmm. uh, the the layout, I'm only hearing good things. And I've only played nine holes so far, so I've only seen the back nine. But um, so far, I really liked it. Were you out with them, Dave? Yesterday? Yeah, we. So going back to what we were saying earlier about how it actually can be tiring just to get out there and walk. Granted, we are Southern California guys, so. For me, if you sprinkle in a little bit of humidity in any situation, I'm I'm not going to do well. <laughs> but Mark and I walked 
the back nine yesterday with with Brendan. And at the end of it, you can actually go onto our Instagram account for uh, member guests, and you can see a picture of us in the grocery store. That's probably, I mean, we've sat in a car for 15 minutes at this point. We've had some air conditioning. But if you look in my eyes in that picture, I do look like... I don't have a soul anymore. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so tired from just having been out in the yeah, heat there for and humidity. Five minutes. I, I think I drank Gatorade, big ups to Gatorade. I drank probably one per hole over the course of the few hours we were out there. I never peed. <laughs> and by the time, like, I'm, we're, we've got this picture where we're holding beers because we're going to like uh, record a podcast later uh -huh. that day. We're both holding beers and I just look dead inside. <laughs> and it's just because uh, of the heat solace. and humidity. And I haven't even like, I haven't swung golf club. I haven't done anything. All I've done is walk around on the, on the course for ha for nine holes mm -hmm. for half a round. And I'm just worn out, like absolutely destroyed. <laughs> and, and Phil, Moon, I'm on your point where I do consider myself a decently in shape person. Yeah. And I still was exhausted. Yeah, dude. I, I, I need to go to your place that yeah, you were talking about. We're soft. We're soft, man. My, That's what my it is. first My first gig ever, I was 14 years old probably. I was a caddy. Oh, man. I lasted like three weeks. <laughs> three weeks in this weather, carrying carrying bags, 18 holes, you know. And the guy did give me a $4 tip after 18 holes. I was like, bye. This is the wrong place to be. But, dude, I can't imagine golfing out in this weather. And I got good friends that uh, they went out to, to actually to Arizona and did um, – I guess it's like a course, um, like a college kind of type course where you get uh, certified and some other stuff and they teach you golf and they were working out at these, uh, these country clubs and they came back and they play golf every day, every other day out in this weather. I don't get it. I don't, I don't know how you can enjoy that. Yeah. You I'm, know, like I'm a soccer player, so. Especially with humidity. Like sometimes when you have to play a show and you have to play a guitar and it's your, your fingers feel like kind of fat and swollen yeah. and it hurts, like you got out of it hurts to hold a cord for too long and you're just like, oh, this I is hate that. This sucks. <laughs> you just shred away, though. You just shred away. I shred inside. Yeah. In in your head, yeah. In your head, you're thinking, do I light the, the guitar on fire early, uh -huh. or do I just have to like keep shredding? <laughs> and you keep shredding. You know what? I keep you're shredding. Shred away. You're a professional. Shred I shred till my fingers bleed. I've got to keep going. I shred until I could shred no more. That's my. The good news about motto. about playing guitar or any type of a rock show is hopefully, if you're doing it right, you don't have to think too much, mm -hmm. and there's not a lot of consequence for any mistakes that are made and. You can just move on and play the next night. When you've got to do, like, when you got to go out and play golf and concentrate in that weather and you're already, you have, like, a heat headache and you're already miserable. Yeah. Like, and then there's a this feedback loop of it's starting to suck because I'm already not concentrating, not thinking well, mm -hmm. and it's awful. Like, I don't, you, you should have found another job, Brendan. That's, that's <laughs> the point there. Yeah, I agree. People don't respect the You can get there. in your own head, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, all the time. Yeah, it makes everything really, really hard. Um, you should join I think Rizzo's way too band. Uh -huh. I, I would much prefer that. We've already got a name, by the way. It's Thin Rizzy. I like it. <laughs> and we only play encores. That's it. Yeah. That's it. It's one song, and then we go off every other song we come back on. How does it start? It starts with 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 uh, uh, one song. Yeah, we already and know then, what song it is too. It's taking care of business. Uh -huh, taking care of business. <laughs> and we say good night, everybody. But is taking care of business technically a one song set, or is that itself an encore? Uh, no, it's it's one song, and then we leave, and then we wait okay. for you know the thunderous you know. <laughs> Or what if we came out? One more song. Yeah, one more we song. came out and everybody said, yeah, and then we walked off and then waited for the cheers again and then came on. Mm -hmm. That would be considered an encore then. We just walk so on stage like, and don't like play a single note. It's like a 25-song encore. <laughs> <laughs> Where every time we come back, we walk off and come back. That's Thank it. you. You're going to be okay. And we play <laughs> Bob every time we come back out. Now, so. stop that, Jeff. We're being serious. Oh. <laughs>
So I say we start big, then go small. So we start, this is, this is a total new business model. We start in the arenas and then go down to the small cl clubs and bars. I like it. I like it. Work Nobody's ever tried that before. Work backwards. <laughs> yep. So you can't say it doesn't work. Start stadiums. Nobody's ever, yeah, so we'll start stadiums. And we'll break up during the first song, and then yeah. everything's a reunion show. Our, uh, first, that. our first album is called Back Again. It's the reunion album. So. Uh -huh. <laughs> the greatest the reunion hits. farewell Again, tour. Greatest, greatest hits. Yeah. This is a business model that's never been tried before, so you can't say it does not work. That's right. All right, speaking of bands, so what's going on with Linkin Park? I'm sure that's uh, that's the question that you're asked the most. That's the easy question. So what's the easy answer? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the, the bad answer, but it's also actually the honest answer is we don't we don't really know. We, we haven't figured it out, and we're still in that process. Like The, the five of us are, are really close. Um, we talk all the time. We get together and hang out, but we're not 100% of the place of figuring out what we want to do or how we want to do it next. Mm -hmm. And so I, Mike has been doing the most press, obviously, with, with his solo album having just come out. And behind that, I think I'm probably doing like the second most. So mm -hmm. I, I have that same answer, whether it's like my dad asking or whether it's, you know, you're hanging out and doing a more of a public thing. The easiest, crappiest most honest answers like we we're kind of figuring it out we don't really know what we're doing well nobody's so. put any pressure on you guys like hey i need an answer by you know this time yeah yeah i mean and there's no playbook for us for how to move through that i mean there's other bands that have gone through awful circumstances awful events and figured out how to rebound in that, their own way but as we're moving through it you know with with our set of people you just kind of have to figure it out as you go mm -hmm. and also like Grief is a weird thing in that different people are feeling different things at different times, and it can change. You know, you can go through periods where you're, you kind of feel like you've moved through a certain way, and then somebody else might be in a different spot with how mm -hmm. they're feeling or what they're dealing with, and then you might invert and flip. Like, Yeah, there's no formula to it. Yeah, and so we're try we, we know we want to do things in the future. We know we still love doing music together. We, I love being with those guys. It's a great time. Our families are all intertwined. Our kids mm -hmm. love hanging out with each other. Like, there's so many components of that beyond just playing music mm -hmm. that go into it. So, I'm super excited and hopeful for what we might be able to figure out down the line. But if there's a hundred steps, we're still at kind of like step one, step two of, of figuring out how that process. Moves. What are some of the things you know the Lincoln Park fans are saying? You know, I I am really thankful that. When I look on like my social media or in the larger part, even like Linkin Park social media things, the fan base has been so ridiculously supportive that I feel like there's so much goodwill. And that's like in a space, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Facebook, whatever, those spaces sometimes can get kind of so yucky mm -hmm. and gross. And to see so much positivity and support for us and so many people that are really expressive of you know, not only what the music may or may not have meant to them in their life, but also supportive of us in the sense of like, you guys figure out what you want to do and how you want to do it. And when you do, you know, we're going to be there for you. And that that's really special to hear. And I think that all of us, you know, especially the guys who are on social media, mm -hmm. uh, we've really appreciated that from the fan base. Would there be any talk of getting somebody to sing with you guys? I, w I would never say replacement for Chester. You, you can't say that. You can't say the word replacement, but to sing with you or accompany you guys. Yeah, I don't. And how would you go, how would you even start that process? It's yeah, 
that's that's the tough thing. You know, it's it's easy it's easy for myself to say. It's easy for anybody to say. You know, when are you guys gonna do something? Like, we want more Lincoln Park. Like, I I love that idea. Uh-huh. You know, but if you have any great ideas on how to move towards that, like, yeah. I'm all ears. You know, I'm I'm open to um, however that might look or whatever that process might be. And at the same time, I I'm I'm not thinking of it. Or at least at this stage, ask me again tomorrow that the answer might be 100% different. I'm not in the mindset of how do I go out and find mm-hmm. another Chester? Like I'd one, because you can't, he, you can't, he, he was talented and a monster vocally beyond belief. Mm-hmm. There is what he could do that people have heard on record. And then there's stuff that he could do that he never did on record or that people aren't aware of that, you know, friend groups knew of him and knew kind of where that was at. And it's just, he was unique in that regard. Did you and also, guys- also from a personal sp- standpoint, like we're not, that's not, it doesn't feel uh, creatively interesting or exciting to just be like, let's find, you know, that piece to fit into this, you know, a square peg to put into a square hole. That doesn't, it doesn't feel exciting at this point. Mm-hmm. So however that looks, like if we're doing live shows and we're figuring out, different ways for, for those older songs to be represented. Um, there's a, a ton of different ways we could potentially do that. Who knows how we approach it. Are there songs that are done already that may come out with, uh, with him on it? We, I mean, every album we did, we've, we recorded, I mean, upwards of 80, 90 ish demos at times and at all at completely different forms of completion to get to, you know, a 12, 13 song album. But there are, I don't, I think as we moved through all that stuff, we always gravitated and finished what we felt were the best tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no plan to, to go through and release that. A lot of that stuff too over the years has been released on like the LPU fan club CDs right, right. and those kind of things. Like the, the hardcore fans are very familiar with that process and very familiar with those early demos. And a lot of that has no singing on it. A lot of it has Chester on it. A lot of it has Mike doing demos of what mm-hmm. Chester would sing on it. They're kind of all over the place, but at this stage, no, we're not. Would it would it feel weird to take vocals from another song to put it on a new song? Um, yeah, that'd probably feel mm-hmm. weird. I again, I I think I would be open to trying it. I I'm I want to be even with like the podcast, and it's a bad analogy, but I I'm at a stage right now where I want to be creatively open to trying, you know, whatever might feel uh, fulfilling or fun or exciting or enriching. So I don't. My knee-jerk reaction to that would be like, nah, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But then I, you know, I kick in like, you gotta, you gotta follow your own bullshit. And you listen, gotta listen. Like- I'm sure, I'm sure one day, uh, I'm sure one day you wake up and you feel like, oh, th- I feel one way, and then the next day, you just feel a total different, different way. Oh, you know, today I feel like we could get Lincoln Park back together right now and go on the road. Mm-hmm. And the next day is like, maybe this is it, something we shouldn't do. There are days when that happens, like hour to hour, you know, or minute mm-hmm. to minute at times, where things flip really quickly and, and kind of how you're feeling for sure. Well, let's talk about the podcast. It's called Member Guest. It, it's Mark. It, it's Brendan Steele. It, it's Dave. And you guys are going to record today. I know, by, by the way, your, your last podcast you put out had Mike Shinoda. Yeah. Uh, from yeah. Lincoln Park on it. Yeah, we had him uh, in season one, and then we released again just this past uh, Thursday. Oh, so this past Thursday. Season two. So Mike is our first... We call him a member member now, mm-hmm. or a guest mm-hmm. member. Guest, guest, guest member. member. A guest member. We always, 
we have trouble with the nomenclature on what to call ourselves. <laughs> Member or We guest. love titles. I love titles. I am a lord. I don't know if you know that. But when we had Mike back, at the end of any podcast, the guest becomes a member. And so we're, ah. we're, we're, we're a little bit understandably confused as to how to refer to Mike now that he was a repeat guest. So Mike Shinoda is a member of member guest. We call him a big member. A big member. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys are going to record today. Do you guys prep for it? Or do you just kind of go in and just let's just chat? We definitely do some prep. I, I do some prep. I don't know. I'm pretty professional in that sense. I don't know about these guys. So what are we talking about today? <laughs> Give me a preview of what you guys are going to record today. We we actually, like, we do prep on wh whoever the guest is that we're going to have in, but we don't have specific topics that we want to talk about. We we want it to be like this, where we're just kind of guys Rapping. hanging out, mm -hmm. and wherever it goes, it goes. If the guest has more questions and stories and different things, that's better. We don't want it to be more interviewee. It's, it's supposed to just be like guys are hanging out, having a yeah. beer, after a round of golf, after, you know, whatever they're doing, and just be very sort of relaxed and, and casual. So we do prep to, to make sure that everybody knows who's coming in and, mm -hmm. and what they're all about kind of thing because we don't necessarily all know the people that we're going to talk to. Normally it's it's friends of at least one of us that we are pretty close with, but right. um, we don't necessarily all three have a relationship with that person. So we have to do some prep on that mm -hmm. on that side of it for sure. I think both of us in Moon, maybe you can speak to this as well. I, having done a ton of press over the last 15, 20 years, I don't think I'd be a very good interviewer uh, at any regard. However, I do know what I don't want to do in that kind of situation. I know the questions I don't want to answer. I know the, like, I know the vibe that I don't want to do. Mm -hmm. And so even with the podcast from the get-go, we, we kind of always wanted it to be something that sits outside that realm. You know, it's easier to just hang out, like mm -hmm. do a little bit of a longer format, be able to kind of relax in that and talk and really get to know somebody in that environment mm -hmm. as opposed to like Moon. Moon, you're going to be on with them? How'd, yeah. you, get, how'd yeah. you get, first thing, how'd you get the band name? I'm bringing some beers. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, well, how about this? Yeah. I'm going to ask you boxers or briefs. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. is, he is trained to be a karate master. That's right. I'm a yellow belt. He is a yellow belt and yeah. training to be That's a karate master. That's something you find out outside of the normal questions. Which, uh -huh. which level is yellow? Seconds. That's, 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 uh, <laughs> no, that's actually 12 and under. <laughs> Do you start at, as, you start at white? Yeah, you start yeah, at white yeah. belt. Do you get yellow karate. belt? Hey, we just started, guys. Can you get degrees in white? Can I be like no, a you get stripes. Hey, don't <laughs> forget this week is your turn to bring Capri Suns for everyone. Uh, his mom drops him off at the strip mall and he takes karate. Karate, yeah. I sorry. drive myself, and it's very enjoyable. <laughs> don't you. get your outfit dirty. <laughs> hey, guys, I drive myself. <laughs> it's when, a gi. I can stay out as long as I want, you guys. The beginning, when we just saw Moon this morning, the first thing he told us was like, oh, I was doing, you know, I, I haven't been able to do karate because I got a concussion. Yeah. Like, with, yeah. I been, No, I haven't been able to do karate with my kids because I got a concussion. And obviously the first thing was like, did one of the kids just knock yeah, you it out? It was a roundhouse <laughs> by an 11-year-old girl. I now, think way more girl. masculine. I got hit in the, in the head with a softball. She's not supposed to do the crane kick. Yeah. <laughs> Are you doing full combat? I mean, what does it matter yeah, if you have a concussion can, or not? Oh, dude, I'm not supposed to be I'm not supposed to be running around or active with concussion protocol. Uh, You're also not supposed to be punching children. That's a good uh, point. Yeah, but yeah. He's like Kramer so from Seinfeld. Slow motion. <laughs> that's exactly what it looks He's like, Kramer actually. From he, he's the third tallest in the class, too. Uh, so that's <laughs> We're all at the same skill level. <laughs> Ask him what day it is. He said it's spaghetti. <laughs> concussion protocol. Well, listen, thank you guys for coming in. The first guests under our belt. Yeah! Yeah! 
So we'll have the uh, plaque presentation outside. Update your resumes. And uh, yes. I got to I got to say something real quick to Dave just uh, with with Lincoln Park and I and I could talk for hours and hours about what you guys oh, we know. Yes, you can. Shut we know up, anything. Guys. All right. <laughs> Uh, I could talk for hours about what you guys did for for Story of the Year and Greek Fire and all, all the bands I've been a part of, um, including Goldfinger. Just in how um, in how I approach music and touring and even talking to opening bands, you guys really did set like a bar and a precedent for all, all of us and all that. But as a fan and as someone that's been inspired um, as a fan and a musician of Lincoln Park, when you're talking about new music, I think you guys have the greatest fan base ever because. You have been trusted, like you know, like your fan base trusts that you're not going to do anything to capitalize on something. From from hybrid to meteora to minutes to the newer stuff, you guys didn't do the same record each time. You pushed it every single time. You made people feel weird about it at first, you know, and then they go, "Wait a second, this is awesome. This is ahead of the curve." And I think because of that, in the career that you guys have set up for yourself, everybody trusts that you guys are going to do what's right. So whenever that happens, however it happens. Everybody's on board. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. of course, I'm not speaking for everybody, but I bet you, speaking for 99% of all Linkin Park fans and alternative music fans in general, you're one of the few bands that people actually trust to just do what's best for the band and the fan. You want to push the limit? Next Linkin Park record, all polka. That's not I'm not. I'm, I'm open to it. But you know, you know what I'm saying, and I, and I hope you. And I, hey, I know you guys. You. Yeah, I know you yeah. guys well enough that that, uh, that you know that, and you have the relationship with your fan base. We've we've gotten. It's happened a lot recently, and I take it, I take it almost as the highest compliment I feel like we could get, or that I could get, is we've seen people complimenting our fan base. Yeah, which is so. It's something that I've seen for years and years. And whenever you accept an award, everybody says our fans are the best. It's almost like you have to say that, you know, whether that's a band or whether it's a solo artist. But I really do. Not that you could ever have a fan competition, but I feel like our fan base is special. And it's special in the sense that it's kind yeah, know, and, and supportive. And there's a huge chunk of that that is really, they're flexible with what they give us permission to do and mm -hmm. they do they trust us in, in a weird way and i we feel like uh the burden of that responsibility that that we hopefully have earned that and that we hopefully will keep that trust in what we do moving forward and not just in what we're doing in, in music but also like what we're doing and, and who we're trying to be as people and as corny as that sounds like i i want to be i want to be a good musician but i also want to be a good dad and I also want to be a good friend and I want to be a good person to be around. I want to have a positive effect and impact moving forward. And I want that to resonate in what I'm doing in music. I want more kindness in the world. I want more of that to exist in social media. I want, you know, that these are all things that are important to me personally. Yeah. And so when I see, or when I hear anything of that, that's reflecting back on, onto the, the fans, it, it's something that I see there as well. And I, I I think it's awesome. I really, yeah, really love true, it. It's true, man, and it's earned. It makes a difference. Well, good luck with everything you guys are doing. Brendan, good luck with the uh, with the tournament. And Brendan's going to win this week, Sweet. no pressure. Yeah, Brendan Steele. <laughs> <laughs> Competing in the PGA Championship, uh, Dave and Mark with the podcast. Thank you guys very much. Download member guests. They're doing a new episode today with this guy to my right, uh, Moon, as one of the guests. But listen to it anyway. Hey. Oh. I can't wait to listen to it. I you have to mention to my name minimum four times. The Rizzuto Show. <laughs>
Find more Rizzuto Show Rewinds at 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. We're in the thick of the holiday season, so I'm sure you have big family gatherings or big parties coming up. Well, think about catering. Go to Heavy Smoke Barbecue. Go to heavysmokebbq.com and check out their catering options. They will sit down with you. They'll come over with a, a custom uh, a menu for your event and your friends, your guests. They will be completely satisfied and they will be amazed because you got the number one barbecue in the entire world to cater your event and uh, you will thank me. I promise you it is the best barbecue in the world, not only because of all the rewards, but I've eaten there and there's nothing better than Heavy Smoke Barbecue. In fact, it is so delicious that I even uh, have a sandwich over there now called the King Scott and it has uh, done quite well and I can't thank you guys enough for going over there and buying this and uh, and supporting that sandwich, but it's just really cool to have my name on their menu next to Heavy Smoke Barbecue, the number one barbecue in the world and it says the King Scott. That's pretty cool. So head over there, try that amazing sandwich and try their amazing food and all their amazing sides. It is uh, the best of the best. And again, they're a local group. They're right here in St. Louis. So head over to Heavy Smoke Barbecue. That's HeavySmokeBBQ.com. Hey, Moon here and the holiday season is in full swing. 2023 is almost here and our good friends at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, locally owned and family owned since 1976, invite you to come in for year-in deals on new tires and expert auto service. Drive in today to make sure your family's vehicles are in tip-top condition for the harsh winter weather ahead. You know, Dobbs is the area's largest retailer of tires and expert auto service. And with 42 store locations to serve you, Dobbs is so convenient. No matter what you drive, car, light truck, van, SUV, CUV, hybrid, or EV, Dobbs has the tire brands you want at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. And the quality parts and state-of-the-art technology and diagnostics to service your vehicle right the first time. For new tires and for expert routine service, preventative maintenance, factory scheduled service, and complex engine and diagnostic repairs, whatever you need, you can count on the friendly and professional team of associates at Dobbs. Check out Dobbs year-end deals on tires and auto service now at go2dobbs.com. Then get into Dobbs to make sure your family's vehicles make it through the winter driving season. Remember, at Dobbs, you'll be in up, fixed, and out the same day. 42 locations. Click on go2dobs.com for year-end deals today. Hey, it's Moon from the Rizzuto Show, and I have a serious, serious passion for the sport of soccer. And I'm especially excited because St. Louis obviously has our new upcoming MLS team, St. Louis City SC. Michelle Smallman from ESPN and I thought it would be a perfect opportunity to help folks that may be new to soccer or are looking for a little bit of a refresher course to prepare for the upcoming season. We'll cover everything from basics like what is offsides or why isn't the clock stopping to slightly more in-depth with guests like former World Cup stars, professional referees, players on our squad, and even the sporting director for St. Louis City SC. We thought the perfect name for it would be Soccer 101 with Moon and Michelle. Look for Soccer 101 with Moon and Michelle on all podcast directories or on podcast1.com. Soccer 101 with Moon and Michelle, a safe place to learn about soccer. The Rizzuto Show. Rewind. Well, look at Tony over here. Tony's got a oh, well, giant stand on his shirt. That looks this good, man. Before I left the house. <laughs> you look good in that color. Which normal people would have changed, but I was like, ah, it's, I'm Patrico. Who cares? Do you normally make coffee at home? Yeah, I have a cup before I leave the house. Okay. Oh, you drink before you even leave the house? Yeah. Oh, you don't take it to go? No. Take a? No. So where'd you stop today? 
I had to stop at the gas station. Uh, did you leave your car? Did you leave your car running? I was listening to the podcast over the no, weekend. No, I and, locked uh, my car. I'm not selling. <laughs> we were talking about Jeff leaving got, his car running. Going I got gas this morning at the QT in Eureka, and it was like pump six or seven. Oh, it was eight. Pretty far away from the door, and I was walking away, and I stopped and went whoop whoop. Oh yeah, no way. as you should. I think I said bastards. Oh, <laughs> bastards. Oh, but trust me, even though I did not get coffee this morning from the gas station, I had an experience there. So I stop at the gas station, the one right there off Arena Parkway, the one I stop at all the time. Nice little fellow working behind the counter. I make my purchase. Is it the same guy all the time? It, he's he's there most of the time. It's mm-hmm. it's like a combo of three people that are there. But uh, he he walks. You know, he's a little squirrely, but it's fine. It's a nice guy. <laughs> and he goes squirrely. Oh, dude, he is. What he's, you already you already said nice little fella. Is that what he said? He's this guy. As soon as you walk in, it's automatic doors. So like the doors slide open, and no, no matter where he is, you don't see him, but you hear. Hey, get my name. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my God, Jesus! Uh, he's if it he's were listening me, right now. If it were me, the I'd be like, uh, the door stop. would open. I go, can I help you? <laughs> and you are, uh, but, but no. Anyway, I mean, he's very nice, very nice you guy. About the one on the corner by me. Yeah. Oh, that's a really nice one. Yeah. So, so he's like super nice guy. Always like wants to kind of have a conversation. And this morning after I checked out, like, you need a bag? No, I'm good, thank you. And he goes, all right, man, have a good one. I don't know why this came out of my mouth, but he said, have a good one, and I said, do it too. <laughs> so great. And as I walked out, like, I, I literally, as I said it, I go, do it too, and then I put my head down. <laughs> and as I was walking out, I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you, man? Dude, do uh, it too? That's like she do it. Remember when you said she that? Do it. do it too. No, so we've all She's going to do it. She do it. We've all done that. Oh, yeah. Do it too. Like what's what's another common example of uh, do it too? You know, uh, have a good day. Uh, no, no, no. This one, this one. Hey, man, have a good show. Hey, you too. Well, thanks, you too. Well, I'm a mailman, but all right. <laughs> do it too. <laughs> but I mean, you can see you can see me doing that too, can't you? Oh, I go, yeah. I go, do it too. Head down, walk out. I'm like, God, do I turn around and go? Yeah, man. You what do. I meant to say. Do you acknowledge it? Do you acknowledge it or just walk away? <laughs> I just walked away. I'm, like, I be, I, I'm the guy who just go. that was dumb, and he just keep walking. <laughs> if it were me, I'd never go back there. <laughs> now I can't go back there. <laughs> Got to find a new gas station. Yep, that's it. This is one right down the street. I can't go back there anymore. <laughs> do it, too. Okay, that makes no sense. <laughs> I'm an idiot. The best is if, uh, you know, somebody... Uh, clerk or whoever, a waiter, waitress, and you call them by a different gender. Oh, yeah. You got it, ma'am. Uh, sorry, Roger. Yeah. <laughs> at, the, at the Home Depot. That happens to me weekly. It was a woman checking me out. Thank you, sir. Oh, boy, dear. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, you sorry. did it. I just feel like an idiot. Oh, yeah. I, I don't... I don't remember a single time I've ever done that to someone else. Oh, but in yeah, in the drive-through, it happens to me one wow. every three, thirty-three percent of the time. It's not to have Mickey Mouse here at the Walgreens. <laughs> I uh, but the, the, the greatest thing is when they call me ma'am, and then I pull around and I got a giant mustache. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I mean, there's no there's no getting around what they just, just say- did. Just say, yeah, I travel around the country in the circus. Yeah, yeah. No, I just always like seeing their face. And sometimes they forget. They already, they already forgot, you know, who was yeah, 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 in it or yeah. whatever. And sometimes it's just like, whoa. Like you can see their face, you know, their, their emotions throw up <laughs> right mm-hmm. in front of you. And I'm just like, eh. And then 
on a rare occasion, be like, hey, sorry, sorry, I called you, ma'am. No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a yes, sir, yes, ma'am, polite person when I'm out and about. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah, I am too. Oh, thank you, man. But sometimes you get mixed up. Absolutely, you do. When thank I, you, sir. You're a woman. Okay. When I was working, my apologies. When I was working at the shoe store, you know, you're you're in the very back, and one of the rules, like this was, I remember it was beating in my brain. Like, you always say, "How you doing, ma'am?" or "How you doing, sir?" As soon as they walk in the front door, like yep. that, that instantly that comes. Hello, out. sir. And I remember when I was working at Northwest Plaza that I just started to shorten it to Matt. I was like, hey, what's up, man? And they're like, I'm a dude. I was like, yeah, I said man. And then if it was, a, I'm a lit. Yeah, I said ma'am. You oh, know, a bunch so. of people on Twitter. Enjoy your meal. Uh, you, you too. too. Yeah. You too. <laughs> you too. Yeah, so I, I, listen, out and about, I'm a very polite person. In fact, the other day, I went to uh, the Deerbergs. It was my first time at this particular Deerbergs. I, I think it's considered Ellisville. I would call it that, probably. Like down 109, you make a left on 100, on 100, and it's kind of a newer development. It's a newer Deerbergs. There's a bunch of, I think, Walgreens is in there. Anyway, I got confused in the parking lot. I didn't know whether to turn right or go straight, and there was a guy waiting for me at a stop sign. I was going to go straight, but then I turned right without putting my signal on. Last-minute decision. Last-minute decision, oh, and no. I gave the courtesy wave. I said, my bad, because he had to wait for me. Like, my bad. Left hand up, right hand over heart, clearly sees me, my bad. I watched this guy have a complete meltdown in the car. <laughs> this man was so angry at me, was so angry. And I'm thinking, what happened? I literally, it was, a, it was a two second inconvenience for this guy. Literally two seconds. Mm-hmm. Literally two, you count one, two, I make a right. Didn't go straight. This man had a complete mental breakdown in his car enough where i looked in the rear view mirror as he was driving away and i see his hands flailing and i'm thinking what happened to this guy today no that's what that's a happened lifetime to this guy today maybe, and then yeah, maybe it was a build-up yeah and then yesterday listen i'm, I'm fairly new to you know as i've lived you know where i live now for three weeks i'm still getting used to the streets like, sometimes turns come up pretty quickly, especially along that 109 right there mm-hmm. into my subdivision. It's a beautifully frustrating street. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of turns and a lot of dips. So uh, the I'm on 109, and I'm going exactly the speed limit because that's a, that's a road where they'll pull you over mm-hmm. really easily over there. This guy behind me in a, I think it was a, a, a big black SUV. was. I mean, this guy was right on my ass. Right on my ass. So the turn, I had to go make a right, and the turn came up pretty quick, and I, I didn't have much time to break. So I turned on my signal quickly and made the right, and this guy laid on his horn. <laughs> and I'm thinking now, I'm going to turn around and follow him. <laughs> and then I thought, what the hell am I going to do? What am I thinking? <laughs> hey, I follow him, and he pulls over, what then What the hell what? am I going to do to this guy? <laughs> Give him a good talking to. Yeah, because I've been trying to trying to be calm as far as my road rage goes. And I've been good for the past like three or four years. Yeah. But sometimes you think about it, you go, why is this guy honking at me? You gotta push that monster back down inside gonna, you, don't you? I'm gonna turn around, I'm gonna follow him. <laughs> <laughs> and 
what the hell am I going to do if I follow him? Where's the end game there? I don't know. I don't know. Boy, there's a good video going. Speaking of cars and stuff, there's a good video going around. I guess there's these insurance scams that happen a lot in uh, in Europe. And I'm, and I'm sure here. A lot here, too. But in Europe, a lot of cars have uh, dash cams to kind of thwart these insurance scams. A lot of these dash cam videos come from Russia, but this one's from England. Because out there in Russia, there's a, there's a lot of these insurance scams, a lot of these scams. This is in England, though. A woman in England was driving down a side street, and some dude on a scooter tried to scam her by backing up into her on purpose. And you got to watch a video of this. He backs up into her on purpose and then throws himself on the hood of her car and lets himself slide off as if he was hurt. Like, here's what it sounds like. What the hell? What the hell, you idiot? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What the hell is he And then she gets out of the car. I mean, this guy literally, th- do you show the video, Patrico? Yeah, yeah. Oh, hundred. This guy literally throws himself on the hood of the car. I don't even think. I don't even think. What did he have? What type of vehicle did it was he a have? Scooter. Yeah, a scooter or a moped or something. It di- it didn't work because if you see even afterwards, like it never. The the thing is never running. The moped is never running. He steps out between two cars. She's going slow enough where she stops because he stepped out in front of her, and he then he backs his scooter up. Pretends wow. to be hit and then throws himself on the hood of the car. And then without the the video, it's his word against hers. Yeah. What the hell? What the hell, you idiot? Oh my god! Hello, Governor. Oh my god! What the <laughs> hell are you doing? Oh my god! Yeah, the audio gets a little weird. I've got a camera. <laughs> <laughs> That, that, was, that was from outside of the vehicle, yeah, yeah. so they tried to, like, amplify yeah, it a yeah. little bit. Yeah, you she see, got out of the car. Did you <laughs> see that there was a witness there, too, that was his buddy? Yeah, filming. Yeah, yeah. and and at the very end. Wow. They both take off. Yeah, but they, they took off in separate directions, and then the one guy with the scooter goes, that's right! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the scam where the guy jumps on the hood of the car, and then another guy jumps out with a camera. Wow. And doesn't film him jumping on the hood. It's just the aftermath. Mm-hmm. So he was supposed to be the uh, innocent eyewitness, I yeah, guess. I, yes, officer, I saw everything. Wow. What a if, dumb scam. Yeah, if you're looking for the video, remember in uh, England, they don't call it a hood. They call it a bonnet. So put in man ram scooter into car, then throws himself on the bonnet. On or the just check, bonnet. The, uh, check the uh, the blog, because we'll put it up there. Yeah, we'll throw it up so there. Fake. Beware, guys. Beware. Man. Yeah, what a douche. Like... <laughs> this poor woman, huh? I mean, he he really takes a run at it. I mean, it's not like he was sitting in the stop sign and then said, I'm going to do this. He was like, here we go. Bam. He fully committed. He does the most ridiculous fish flop onto onto the hood. Yeah, he, he, he committed. <laughs> and then he's like, I got you on camera, governor. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah, you missed that. The Rizzuto Show. Rewind. Hey, good morning, everybody. Hey. 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 Hey.
man. You see, did you see what just happened uh, yeah, there? Well, what just happened? That was one of my favorite openings ever because moments, and I mean moments before he needs to say, hey, everybody. You know, he goes, OF, OF, OF. <laughs> my headphones were all screwed up. Oh. I got all thrown off. I almost forgot no, that no, final no. hey, Riz of the year. I was going to no, bring it, just... and now I got tossed off. <laughs> you got what? We were talking about other things. What'd you say? <laughs> This is Good night, everybody. What did you just say? Tony's <laughs> obviously going to take a say nap throw anytime. Off. <laughs> <laughs> I said a different I word for throw. I wouldn't. <laughs> oh, t- oh toss? Yeah, yeah, he wasn't uh, as thrown so. off. I was, like I was, a small throw. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, you were the age of 35. You'd take a nap right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, we got two more days of this off. crap. That's got another meaning here yeah. in the States. It so. does. It really does. Somebody needs to inform me what it means then. <laughs> well, my listeners in the now UK. we were just <laughs> chopping it up about headphones were all screwed up. And I was like, oh, my God, we have a show to do. <laughs> and then the intro is going, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> My favorite thing, if you guys are watching on the webcams, a little bit in behind the scenes here, my favorite thing is when somebody says something that goes unnoticed or that they shouldn't, everybody in the studio, like a meerkat, goes, like perks up. All three of them looked at it just like, what? So what did you say? Now listen, guys, we got two shows left. Uh, Off to a great start. Is this one of them, I hope? to a great start. Two more live shows of the year, and then we are done. That's it. That's it. That's it, man. And by the way, uh, the song before the anthem was a uh, Goldfinger Christmas song. Yeah, a a combo. Two of them. Yeah, a little Santa Claus coming to town slash Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, if you missed it. Off a forthcoming Goldfinger Christmas album? Yeah, it comes out tomorrow. Tamara? Tamara. To town, yeah. What else is on here? Uh, we got. I have a uh, feeling that's not an original, right? I've heard that before. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you think what you want to think. Santa Claus is coming to town. We got uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. We did uh, White oh, Christmas. Let's hear a little, uh, little Rudolph here. Little Rudolph for you. Oh, I know this song. Oh, I know this one. This is a, you guys, this is a cover. <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> oh, man, I'm getting in the spirit now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Let's, was, uh, should we slow it down a little bit? How is nothing this guy does, like, bad? I just love fun. It is. Everything is just so good. This is does. fun too. This one. I'm sure this is fun. White Christmas. White Christmas is uh, kind of slowed down a little bit. Reggae vibe. Raga. Beep, beep, beep. Quite horny. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of the song? Hey. Got to have one one horny track. And this is all new stuff. Yeah, it all comes out Friday. Done the last, I feel like I've heard versions like this before from Goldfinger. Oh, first, sure. first Christmas record? Uh, yeah, we've done Christmas. We did Christmas songs last year live. Uh, I'm trying to think of if before I was in the band, yeah. they released uh, some Christmas stuff. I don't know, but we've been doing Christmas stuff since I've been in the band. This song was released five years ago. 
Ah, yeah. On some compilation album, like Maybe for charity. I don't think it was this version, though. I think this was redone. Yeah, I, got, I got it if you'd, if you'd like to. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, the hit here is uh, 12 Days of Christmas. We'll play that later, yeah. All right, give me a little. Different. I'm dreaming this is, this is like a bunch of the punk rock guys Christmas. together. It's like Good Charlotte, Goldfinger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Travis is drumming on all, in the on the new EP. Travis Bickle from a Taxi Driver. Yes, yes. Oh no, real big fish is on that. He's referring to Travis Barker. You didn't say last name. Oh, sorry. Travis Barker is on the uh, the new EP. That's that Bob's out, boy. That comes out tomorrow. That's Bob's boy. <laughs> Bob's awful proud of his son. <laughs> and you can tell, dude. You can hear you can hear Sir Travis Barker all over the uh, the Twelve Days of Christmas because it's all about it's all about the drums. You know, as far as uh, Christmas goes, <laughs> he won the drums on the TV I feel like, show. <laughs> I feel like I got the the Christmas spirit kind of flowing through me right now after hearing I, those. I don't believe you. that. You I, don't believe me? I, I, do. I, do. I, do. I do. Sorry, but I don't believe going you. White. Look at that. <laughs> do you feel like your Christmas spirit is fully intact, or are the holidays all about stress and spending now? Not for me. It's mm. fun as hell. Tonight, I got Christmas plans already. Hmm. I'm doing a little drive through Christmas lights tonight. Oh, look at you. Mm. Do you feel like it's stress or is it really the holidays? As of last night, it's a bit of stress for me because I started a little shopping last mm-hmm. night, yesterday evening. He, here's how I can prove to you that it is Christmas cheer throughout the year right now. So I'm, I got the Christmas, Christmas music going. Christmas cheer throughout the year. I wow. got the Christmas <laughs> tunes going in the ride. All day, every day. Oh, do you? Yep. And I, I very, first off, I very listen, very rarely listen to anything in the car anymore, which is weird, I know. Uh, but when I do, it's usually like talk radio, whether it be sports or comedy station mm-hmm. or something. But now it's, oh, what's that? Take it away, Frank. You got it. Let's give me hey. some. Frank Silver Stallone. Bones. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, Good old the, blue eyes. So some, a lot of times you just drive silently? Yeah, it's weird. That's that's a new thing for me, and I don't know why. Oh, I can't do that. I need it's to have very somebody strange. talking to me. Not yeah. in the morning, but like on the way home, uh, I'll get in the car. That's and why I'll start I hired driving a guy. He sits in the back seat. Can you see into my brain right now? That's what I was <laughs> I, had, I hired a guy. Do you feel like you got the Christmas spirit, or is it, or is it stress? And um, yeah, I think I'm a good balance right now. I think I'm a good balance of stress and a calendar in my head to get things done, and then also enjoying it. How about instead of stress, maybe urgency? At least that's for me. Yesterday it was like, oh, I started shopping, so now I got a list in my head how many different places I could go. I feel if there's if there's and- a if there's a line, and the right side is Christmas cheer, the left side of the line is is uh, doom and gloom. Is doom and gloom. <laughs> I'm leaning more towards the stressful side right now. Oh yeah, I, I could tell you why though. Un- until tomorrow, 10 a.m., I will then slide. Oh, you think so? To the holiday side. I thought it would be because of your traveling. Like, you're traveling and you got to... I'm like, not fully pinned to the... Yeah. See, for me, a lot of it has to... Side. My Christmas yeah, cheer. Either. My Christmas cheer, a lot of it has to do with the fact that my wife does all the shopping. Yeah. yeah. So she does everything. Nice. So on the Friday after Thanksgiving, at Friday going into Saturday at 2 a.m., we are done with 99% of our shopping. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm in that boat too. Thank goodness cuz she has taken care of everything and I'm like, "Oh, uh, uh, we got to get a, uh, we got to get the the boy this and and this girl this." And she's like, "Nope, got it all taken care of," which is so nice. But like you're saying, after this weekend, I think I'll have the shift. Yeah. The you shift know? will happen. The shift will happen. And then once, Sunday. you know, once we go away and once I'm I'm at my mom's, I'll feel a little more 
holiday life. Once I'm around my family, like my whole family. S- same goes for me as far as like Sunday. If I, if I had to rank as percentage wise as my cheer right now, I'm at about an eighty percent. Damn. And after Sunday, I have no more Christmas parties to DJ, no more blues games until after Christmas because they're on the road. Nice. So I'm just like I'm about forty five percent holiday cheer right now. My head's all over the place. I went to start you guys yesterday and, of course, go to the liquor store. Screw you, Tony, for not drinking booze anymore. Sorry. And I went from Eureka to a liquor store on Clarkson Road, like Clarkson and Clayton area. Got out of the car, walking in, no wallet at home. <laughs> How about you? you got Why the, would you go that far? Uh, That's just a place I wanted to go. Not yet. I mean, I kind of, I, I've been listening to some of the songs and stuff because I love them. But um, Percentage-wise, Christmas cheer. I would say 36. Wow, you're low. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm I have to drive. For a, guy, huh? for a guy that looks like a young Santa Claus, you are a jerk. Yeah. What, okay. what, what, liquor, store, what liquor store did you go to? Uh, Total Wine and More. On oh, that's Clark- a good one. Oh, yeah. That's, 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 solid. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Awesome. Well, did they have the uh, Taken Care of Business beer? They did not. Really? I did not see it there. I was going to say, did you look for it? Though? Yes, I did. Oh. Of course, yes. I did. A couple of times I've been in liquor store aisles, and I've looked almost every time you somebody sees you, go, oh, looking for your own beer? <laughs> yeah. You know what you say? You go, I, I know, I'm looking for your beer. Ooh. Ooh don't Can I say that? Say that. Don't say that. Yeah. That was real. Say that. Drop that bottle of tequila and walk away. Well, you're looking for your own beer. Now I'm looking for yours, you jerk. Where is it? <laughs> What store can I find your beer in? See, I'm in telling you. In the jerk you, store. The holiday spirit is not, not fully here yet. And it's gone. <laughs> okay, so next week, what have what would have been your response? Yes, Merry Why, Christmas. Yes, I am. Would you like a six-pack on that on me? The holiday spirit is not flowing through me yet. But there was a uh there's there was a poll that asked people at what age, what age were you? When your Christmas spirit kind of peaked. Like when you were just so stoked about Christmas. Everything about it. <laughs> Everything about it. Eight. From the presents to maybe time off from school to being around friends and family. If I had to guess, I would say 10 years old. I'd say yeah. eight. I got this. Uh, I got the whole firehouse thing. Like, my parents never got big presents for me. It was never that. It was like Nat Geo magazines and T-shirts mm-hmm. from Discovery Channel, that, right. that kind of vibe, which is great. I loved it. The tree we frog. re-upped your subscription to Missouri Conservation. Yeah, the, oh, it was like that. Yeah. The, the tree frog and the killer whale shirts were huge with my drama teacher in middle school. But the uh, one year, I think I was eight, I got the full Ghostbusters tower with the action figures, and I never oh, got that. Oh, wow, nice. Wow, where did they find that? I walked out there. It was the, the tower. They had the... the uh, the pole that they slid down, and I didn't have an Ecto-1, but What'd I was you close. Oh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but I, I remember it to this day. See, for me, it's the same kind of thing. It's I remember some great Christmas presents and opening them. I remember getting the Castle Grayskull. Nice, yeah. For He-Man, like the legit one with the thing that opened, and I mean, a lot of figures to go with it. Or, you know, opening up uh, Star Wars figurines. Yeah, for me, uh, I, I mean, you guys know how how talented I am at this, but when I got my first guitar, that was mm. like, at the time, you I haven't was, put it down sound. I know. At the yeah. time, I was like, you ever see this man without a oh. guitar? No. Yeah, I was so stoked. It was awesome. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Tony. And I also think it was the presentation <laughs> of it too, because that was my gift from my parents that year, was the electric guitar. It wasn't from Santa or uh-huh. from it was from my parents. And I opened up a small tiny box, 
it was like the last present, and I I had a guitar on my list, and I didn't see a guitar under the tree, so I was bummed. I opened it up. Here's Curse the, you, Santa! Here's the piece of paper that says like, "Hey, we got you a guitar, but since you're weird and left-handed, we had to order it. It's not in yet." And I was like, "Ah, oh, that's kind of cool. Still a bummer. You know, I don't have it right mm-hmm. now. That's cool." And then my my dad you went out all year to shred. My dad went into the garage, and all of a sudden I hear, Aww. and I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> My favorite, That's awesome. My favorite memory of a of a uh, present when I was young uh, was electricity. No, was uh, <laughs> my dad when I was like eight ish or something. <laughs> they brought me this circular thing. It's called a wheel. Um, was a uh, a tape recorder. Ah. Because I I was always fascinated with the radio and voices and things like that. So I got a tape recorder, and in it was a cassette that already had Santa's voice on it. Talking to me and oh, saying Merry Christmas. Santa, huh? Yeah, That's it was cool. the, And by that. the way, I verified it. It was the Santa. I <laughs> got that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's so that was cool. one that of my favorite. Paid extra. Yeah. That's cool. I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, well they was say he knew, he knew Crackle. You guys remember getting a bike? Did you ever get a bike? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. that, my 10-speed. Yes. I got a bike for Christmas. Oh, dude. That, my 10-speed. I don't know why, because you're going to get a bike anyway, because your parents wanted you out of the house. But man, when I got that for Christmas, I got a dino. I was like, Dino? What? I'm the coolest kid. And then every other kid got GTs and some other I remember I had a, a mongoose. I had a, I had a massive meltdown because of my bike for Christmas because I wanted to ride it right then. And it was like 12 degrees and snowing. <laughs> my dad's like, no. And I had a massive old, uh, meltdown. Was it a BMX? Mongoose? Mongoose? Yeah, they're 21 inches. Yeah. It was blue. Man, it was sweet. They made some decent ones. I always got a brand new bike on like the 28th of December because my dad would go take one from one. It was. Like, oh. <laughs> Here, son. I got the same dyno now as I had when I was a kid. These like the newer ones, though, right? See if you can yeah, find look, mongo- look, up, look up vintage mongoose, mongoose from the 80s. Because I got an 86 dyno now. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> those wheels. Remember those wheels? Oh, that's it. That's oh, yeah. It. Go look back, at those. Go back. With the go mags. Oh, yeah, that's oh, it. Oh, look at that with the blue wheels and the mags. Oh, oh, I remember <laughs> look, the, uh, the, the, uh, the nut pad there. Remember those? Yeah. yeah those yeah, were the of best. Yeah. See, I grew those were just shred. Those were just shred and fall to pieces. You're yeah. like, this is what we was supposed to be protected here. You find one of those now, that's that's $600 bike. I'll tell you, it was yeah. not thrown out. It was thrown out not too long ago. Oh, yeah. My these, mom moved. These bikes, uh, I mean. There's a market. Value. There's this a market is, for this. this. Is, when this I found is, my dyno, it, like, people have offered me six, seven, eight dollars I mean, I wore it out, dyno. though. I mean, that was, yeah. I oh, yeah. wore that bike we, out. We, I, mine. Literally until I got the 10-speed, it was in almost perfect condition. And this is after we thought it was a cool idea to build a ramp, like just a regular, you know, out of wood and stuff. And we would go to the top of the hill and we would ghost ride the bike down the hill. See ya. Oh, yeah. Literally stand there, run, let it go and go, stay up, stay up, stay Boy, up, stay up. they don't make bikes like these anymore, no. am I right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Man, this Man. makes me want to ride my bike. Yeah, I just wish I grew up in wealth like you all. Bob, I had a Huffy. A Bob <laughs> I, that's what I had. I had oh, a really? Huffy. Oh, yeah. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but this, I lived on that bike for years. Dude, Mine was called Steve's because I had to take Steve's the, bike. The this, market, is, this, is, this is what I had. That's yeah. a, that's almost exactly the bike I had. Yeah, the red one up there. Oh, yeah, you had the, the oh, yeah, dirt the shields? I knew a dude. I knew a guy growing up that uh, raced those, raced like the mongoose bikes. Yeah. The uh, the the market for these things is ridiculous. The red lines, wow. like old MX2s, this one's going for $4,900 on eBay. It's insane. Have you seen the new mongooses? It popped up a little bit when I when I typed in. The uh, the fat boys or fat tire bikes, they're unbelievable. Like, look at these things. Oh, yeah, those, like, beach cruiser yeah. looking. That's awesome. Mountain bike beach. I can't believe they still make that even model. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, by the way, the, the average answer as far as when your 
Christmas spirit peaks, what age is 14? 14, man, that's Damn. after that. Late. After that, Christmas starts to feel less and less magical. Does it have to do with anything about working? You know what I'm sure? I'm sure it has to do with at the age of 14, you get away with not getting gifts from people. Oh, yeah, like like your aunts mm. stop sending you things or stop yeah. getting you. Or, or they stop getting you stuff, and you need to start getting stuff for people. Man, this is going to sound like a super old person to say this, but you can't because, and I'm saying this because my kids are older older than this. But do you do your kids still ride bikes? Oh yeah, they do. Okay, and I know I know at least your neighborhood is very conducive to that because it's a nice subdivision oh, yeah, my kids the area. Bikes. I just didn't know because mine mine did it for a very short time, but not very much at all. My, no, my, my kids, kids my kids ride bikes all my, the time. Okay. My daughter's in like that age where like she should start riding a bike and everything, but she is. Cursed with the Patrico, where she's got small legs and she can't reach the pedals yet. So she's, instead of she's, like, she's just Ubering everywhere. Yeah, she's trying. Right, they go up and down the street. Yeah, I've, I've, I live in a cul-de-sac. So right. Yeah. It's more conducive to all right. Get the hell out of the house and go right. ride your bike. Right. Yeah. Even in cold weather. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Good, but I love it. Get out. Yep. Go, go burn, do something. Burn some energy. Uh, the poll also asked people about old holiday traditions and whether they still do them or not. So there's some stuff that's considered pretty outdated. And, and the vast majority of people don't plan on doing these things this year. Although one person in this room did one of these, going door to door singing Christmas carols. <laughs> You're doing yeah. it? Moon did it too. I, I did it last Friday. He did it last Friday. They did, did something in the neighborhood, right? Yeah. You mentioned that yeah. uh, two days ago. My neighbors do it for the uh, for the St. Louis uh, Caroling Association. And, oh, they do, huh? And raise money for it and everything. Number one, I've never had it. I've never done it. And number two, I've never had it done to me. They Well, they did it to oh. me. So so they have like a big party and like cookies and drinks and all this other stuff. And then they go out and do it and, and raise money for the association. And they, they came by. And it reminded me, like, oh, my gosh, it's Friday. They're doing this. And the kids wanted to join. So I was like, Did you say room for one more? I put my coat on. Well, they said, come on. Oh, it was the kids, too? Yes. Room for 35 more? Me, yeah. Me (laughs) me and the kids uh, went out and and participated. And it was awesome. Riz, so so you're you're at your house, okay? It's, it's, what time was this, Moon? Ooh. uh, And what day? This is on a Friday, probably 8 p.m. Okay, 8 p.m. Friday night. Okay, I'm picturing myself 8 p.m. Friday night if I'm home. Yeah. I'm probably in uh your boxers and a t-shirt. I was in yeah. pajamas. Boxers and a t-shirt. Come on, baby. Yeah, socks or no. Mm. I was in pajamas. No, I'm probably Your patoots are out? Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Let's keep going. Get it. <laughs> yeah. Get it. Hardwoods, floors, right? No carpet. Yes. Okay. No carpet. All right. <laughs> so you're walking to the door. Okay. Go ahead. Uh-huh. How short are the sleeves of the shirt? I would probably shirt? be in the basement or up in my bedroom with the TV on. Uh, so I would uh, drinking anything, probably or? open up the Ring doorbell app, and I go ah, <laughs> and then and then you what? hit the then you hit the microphone button on the Ring doorbell app and go I can hear you just just go ahead and sing. <laughs> <Keep going. laughs> this would be good for me. Keep here. on going to the next house. <laughs> no, I'd open up the door. And let I would the be whole, stoked. I would let the whole Christmas spirit wash over me. I would be stoked. It was fun. Wash over me. And then of course I'd open it up and. I'd go, hey, do you guys remember that one time where I did caroling? <laughs> uh, at the uh, at the household, do you make a gingerbread house? No. No. Used Your to. kids are too young. Yeah. We're, doing, we're doing that this weekend. Uh, the past couple of years, we've attempted to as family, as a family, and it's ended in tears. <laughs> did it look like World War II when you were done? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
got the whole kit, and it was awful. They never turn out right. It doesn't look like the box. Of course it doesn't, because you're not a professional chef. It doesn't look if like... If you're a cake decorator, it then maybe like it'll it. work. That's why hold I walls, said... Hold the walls, hold the walls, hold the walls, hold the walls. Ah, the whole thing collapsed. Oh. That's why I said that you like... Add more water, add more water. No, now it's too thin. You would love You would love the show Nailed It on Netflix. That's right know, I was gonna, You know what? I was going to watch that. It's so good, dude. I was going to watch that yesterday, yeah. but I wound up watching the American Meme documentary. Yeah, what you, you recommended. Think? It's pretty good. I'm 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 almost done with it. Yeah, I told you. I mean, it's it's an interesting peek into the culture and it is and uh, and where we are and how we got there. Yeah, and a lot of it since we kind of lived through all that. You go, oh yeah, that is kind of how that went down. It's not groundbreaking. Uh, you don't learn a lot, but it's interesting. Hmm. But it's good. That that nailed it show. I can I could every episode picture you on it. Because it's usually people like kind of frantically putting things together, like trying to replicate what has been put in front of them. And then it usually every episode, there's one person that, that does this. They go, okay, so I need to do this. I need to do this. And then they go, to hell with it. <laughs> and then it's just like a pile of crap with Nailed a flag it. on top of it. And they I, go, Nailed it. I don't know why I hate that show. Because you hate Did the you host. Because I do too. Because she's way over the top. She's too much. Well, she's the, the little old lady's really funny. She's, she's th- those guests rotate. So long. Um, the host is ah, I forget her name. She's Nailed on that girl it. talk show. Yeah, she's, she's the heavier set black lady who's she, like real over the top. She's actually she's really funny on her own, but on on this tone. show in this format, it just like it's, it's too much, it's too it's much, way too lighting. much, dude. And then you're also watching people suffer, and I have suffered in the kitchen enough, and it gives me enough like I did so uh, mm. just you know it just brings me to a place I don't want to be. The funniest part of the whole <laughs> Super show frustrated is making that, food. Is they it the put Nicole it, person? Yes, thing? Nicole. Yeah, they put they put it under a colch or a cloche or whatever that is, or they put it in front of this big thing that they hit the button and it goes down, mm-hmm. and they make the contestants every time say nailed it. So like. It's supposed to be a Mickey Mouse head, and it looks like a deflated soccer ball. And they yeah. have to hit the button and go, nailed it! And they just like, what a cry. I'll give it a shot. I'll watch it's it once. Awesome. I'll watch it once. Just, just got, try not to pay attention to the got these bakery shows. These people are making things that like blow your mind. Yeah, like, but this we is amazing. To, listen. I don't need another need faux reality show. No, I don't. I don't. So do you make a gingerbread house at the... Uh... Uh, we're, At we're, the moon residence? We're, we're going to do it this this weekend. We didn't Good do luck. it last year. Did it a couple of years ago, and it was a colossal uh, disaster. Yeah, but but the kids love the process, and uh, you know it's a, it's a nice bonding thing. Yeah, you, can you never know what happens it. is the kids do love the process, and then you have to rope in the parents because the kids can't do it by themselves. Right. The parents wind up getting frustrated, and everybody doesn't have a good time at the end. So Yeah, and the adult that has lived through some-, some <laughs> Merry Christmas. The adult that has lived through uh, you know, a few years of, of poverty in me sees it and just like, oh, what a colossal waste. I'm using all this, yeah. and no and one's going to eat this. Out there. Should be a gingerbread <laughs> tiny yeah. home. Yeah, like look what we're doing. A container we're, home. We're, we're putting food on display right. for funsies. Yeah. This We're is gluing the, food together. Riz, right. you need to do this. Somebody said on social media, somebody just posted, the best way to get rid of carolers is just say that you're deaf. Put a sign on your door oh, that says, sorry. My brother That's did sweet. that. Oh. Wow. Not to carolers. Now you're a jerk and, but, and, well, and, and a you're liar. going to hell. Yeah. A liar. And pour a ton of water on your porch. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, all right, these are- Those pesky carolers. These are outdated <laughs> holiday things traditions. from down there? Uh, drinking eggnog? Nope. Oh, thanks. Uh, that no. is a yes. That is that a is gross. A yes. you like that? Oh man, my daughter is—that's her favorite thing about Christmas. She, my brother and I, always every every Christmas. It. it you would sit think down that, for glass of nog. Couple of brothers drinking it. <laughs> you would think I should I should love that. 
and it every time I drink it, I go. <laughs> yeah. You know, we buy like the pre-made with the alcohol in it. I think it's Evan Williams. SoCo makes one too. Evan Williams yeah, makes so one. SoCo does make another one. Yeah. We buy the I Evan Williams like and we drink them out of our moose mugs. Mm-hmm. The Christmas vacation moose mm-hmm. mugs. It's a thing. Yeah, you got to try the Oberweiss eggnog. It's perfect. Uh, I will. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have the booze in it, does it? No. No, I think yeah, I think that's the one that uh, that my my dad and daughter enjoy. Yeah, they're they're the only ones. I mean, there'll be two gallons in there. And it's just for you. Those got the two. moose mugs. Uh, I got the moose mugs last year. Yeah, from yeah, you got to have them. You got to have them. Uh, drink out of the moose mugs. Yeah, get a hold of by the antlers. You can't not laugh when you see that one of course time. Not. That's what we do. It's a tradition. Uh, hanging mistletoe. We used to do that in my in my, my aunt home. used to do that. Nope. No hanging mistletoe, huh? Nah. Nah. Nothing like a little kiss under the mistletoe, huh? I get my kisses when I want my kisses. Yeah. I just Not carry one around. Mistletoe. I told you, okay. <laughs> yeah, I just carry one around in case. <laughs> He's got a hat with like. Uh, little... Are you one of the guys <laughs> that has the belt? <laughs> oh, the mistletoe yes. is a belt I was buckle. doing the belt motion as you said that. <laughs> I've never heard of Just that. Just tell me your belt toe. buckle. That's something Jeff would have. You wearing that to, to the New Year's party? I don't have one of those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then a tipping your mailman. They're saying is an outdated holiday tradition. But we're all doing that, aren't we? Yep. Aren't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ever since yeah, I, yeah. I, I review the list. That's a no for you. Every single time. And I, Scott, are you going to chip in for the for the tipping? I of the might as man? well. Yeah, you might as well. <laughs> no, I definitely am. Stop <laughs> you, that. You're, it's like you're upset. I might as well. Yeah. I mean, does your mail come to that place? It does. Okay. Yes. Then. Do you use the trash cans? I do. I was you're thinking the trash the can more than the mail because yeah. I get like trying to skate by. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, that's that. why you're upset because he called you. I might as well. Well, no, the trash can would be good. The mail, I don't think so. He just I'll take care of the mail. Take trash can. Yeah. I never actually have any real mail. That's Think of true. all the credit cards. And you I even have. bring it in for you. You have two mailmen. You should be tipping wow. him. Wow. Hey, you do you tip your landlord? There I you so- go. I sort it for him. Mm-hmm. Like if he has junk mail, I'll be like, oh, recycling, recycling. Here you go. Here's your stuff. You know, at least two so traditions, nice. two holiday traditions are gaining popularity. Secret Santa gift exchanges. Nope. I'm out there too. I'm I, well, no, I'm not doing anything. These are gaining. And Ugly sweater parties. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. are everywhere. Yuck. That's still a thing, huh? Ugly sweater parties? Yeah. Oh, was that one last weekend? I know you were. What? I didn't know they were like... I just assumed it was like... Everybody not was as an big ugly... as it used to be. No, that's a thing. Oh, that's a huge thing. It's a huge thing, thing now. Ugly, ugly Christmas sweaters. No, that. I didn't know they were like, hey, let's all put them on and have a party and call oh, it that. Yeah. yeah. Never been to one. Oh, I had a great time. There was an Elvis impersonator there. I great. saw that. <laughs> oh, that was just an impersonator. He was that good. He was that good. Good. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> so mad at you. The Rizzuto Show. Rewind. Hey, good morning, everybody. Hello, hello everybody. Hi. How y'all doing? Uh, all right. Good? Fantastic. Everybody feeling good? Everybody's looking good mm-hmm. on this Wednesday? See, we got some blues gear going on on this side of the room here. Uh-huh. Not so much on this side. I guess uh, we're not ready for hockey yet. Uh, I'm totally ready for hockey. I my, am. My blues gear is actually in my bag because I'm going to play hockey later today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What does it have to do with the blues? Because I was going to wear my jersey, but I don't want to have the jersey on all day. Uh, when you're out there, which player are you going to be? Uh, that one is a blank jersey.
nice Bennington jersey that I got oh. on the off season. Well, and it's awesome. you know what? If you're not wearing blues gear today, I guess you hate the blues. I, I guess that's, I have that's blue underwear really on. Makes nope. sense that's to me. Really? Look, look, it's blue. That's the way I see it. It is blue. <sighs> see someone groomed recently? Okay. <laughs> Oh me? No. Get out of here. Oh, it just hasn't come in yet? No, I'm full I'm full Jumanji. Oh, from Head top to, to toe, bottom. Huh? All right. <laughs> Even your toes are are hairy now. Yeah, today's gonna be one of those days where if somebody's not wearing blues gear, you go, huh? I guess you don't really I guess you hate the I, city. This, you don't like hockey. This morning I did not put on a blue shirt. And then when I was getting ready to walk out the door, I went, Ah, damn it. It's like I don't know, I guess uh you didn't twin anything for New Year's. I guess you don't want anybody to have a happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. I don't see it on Twitter. I guess. Uh, I noticed you. Uh, you want everybody to have a garbage day, okay? Mm -hmm. I noticed you did not tweet a GIF, GIF, or an image on this uh, fine. Fourth of July. Yeah. Huh. yeah. She hate America. I'm now understanding America. that you hate our country. Clearly, you hate freedom. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, people will have that opinion today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> today is, I guess, the kids' school, you know, like spirit day. You got to wear, you know, blues paraphernalia. Yeah, I talked to uh, my senior in high school last yesterday afternoon said, if you're going to be wearing something blues, pick it out now, you know, because I'm the one with the, anything that has blues on mm -hmm. it, really. Pick it out now. Don't be 6 o'clock in the morning trying to find something. You know, do it now. Well, it was, uh, you know, the kids scrambling last night. I got to find something blues. You both have blues hats. We can't wear hats at school. Okay. Really? You got to go out and I buy me something. I'm not going to buy you anything. Oh, I didn't I just... know that was a thing. Really, you can't wear hats. Apparently our kids' school. Huh? Yeah, we couldn't wear hats either. We man. couldn't wear either. No. We couldn't wear hats either. Just send them Even a spirit day? Just have them chew their uh, blues gum. Well, I'm just, uh, yeah. we're going to do Cause face I, painting. Because that's allowed. Right? Face paint. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I think I was the only kid on the planet that hated that. What? The face like painting? when, when, like face painting, like when it would oh, be like field day and stuff, oh, and they'd I be like, stand it. Yeah. "We're gonna make you a cat." I was the kid that was like, "I'm good." Yeah, me I, too. don't me do that. Too. Oh, they're they're, they're not face that. painting. I was only kidding about that. <laughs> I, my skin was so bad back then. I was like, "Oh, you're face painted." No, no, oh. no. My son and his buddies, you know, each are gonna be a letter on their chest. B oh, L nice. U. <laughs> <laughs> don't have to worry about a shirt. They won't be wearing one. You know what's what's funny is uh, I ran into Jeff and his wife at the Wildwood Barbecue Bash on on Saturday, and uh, Jeff said, "Hey, where where are you?" I, I texted you where we were, and uh, my my son was getting his face painted. <laughs> and all I'm thinking as the kid's getting his face painted is, "Have fun washing that off." Yeah. I want no involvement in that uh -huh. because then it dries, and then every time you move your face, you could feel it crack, and it's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> then you go to take a bite of your, your hot dog, and then all of a sudden there's like uh, uh, part of my whiskers are on the hot dog. Like, gross. All I think is, have fun washing that off. Uh huh. Have a good time. <laughs> and and did he or did the wife do it? I'm assuming, right? No, he did it himself. He and he didn't do a great job at first. And he was uh, they paint like a skeleton on his face, mm -hmm. and he looked like a goth kid at first because he was just <laughs> like 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 black around the eyes. Then get back up there and go finish washing uh, your face. That's funny. He's a little uh, coconut uh, coconut oil. Sure, Helps that's the first that. thing he thought of. Yeah, <laughs> he's a little coconut oil. <laughs> Dad, do you have any coconut? Helps oil? Helps with that. Plus, you're moisturizing. It's yeah, time, sure, man. it's great for the skin. Kill me for moisturizing. Great for the skin. So uh, something happened yesterday that has never happened to me before. That I'm just I'm just so excited about. And when you get this thing in the mail, at first you go, ah, it's the license renewal. Mm. It's the license renewal card. 
and it comes in the mail, and you go, ah, yeah, here we go. Got to go to the DMV. This little, is a little tear comes out. <laughs> this is go to the DMV. How much time out of my day am I might have to spend on this? Yeah. Do you th- do, do you though? I mean, don't they have the uh, or you can go to this link and that's what I did. I oh, did you mean that. you mean your actual your actual plate your plates? My plate yeah. renewal. Yeah, that's plate how I got mine. The two year. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I, I got did mine. it for the first time. Oh, man, Dude, so they, sh- cool. they sh- it shows up in a manila envelope in your mailbox. Hey, it was amazing. Yeah. How do you do the, you just go get the inspections? No. Well, my, since I have a newer car. Uh, yeah. As long as you're not okay. driving like a 97 I, Civic. I needed so mine. I have a Hyundai. You have. I need, okay. about a Hyundai with 180,000 miles? <laughs> I, just, I, I don't think pass. you're eligible for that. <laughs> I'm, pr- I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I needed to, 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 to scan something it. and upload it. <laughs> for me, it was... So I get the card, and I go, oh, oh, oh. I'm going to do this. What documents do I need? Let me start rummaging through things. I'm pretty organized at home as far as my paperwork. going to have it right where you need it. Um, so, all right, let me go to the link. Oh, you renew online. All right, go to the link. Went to the link. It said you need your personal property tax. Uh, your, your paid. Yeah, your receipt. Your paid receipt. Yeah. Run upstairs, go to the files, get the get the receipt, put in my number, boom, hit enter, ask for credit card info to pay for the uh to pay for the whole thing. Do I want to donate to the World War One Memorial? Okay, ten bucks. I'll do that. Good for the soul. Uh I, I donated at 175, but whatever. Okay. I donated yeah. two hundred. I know. Okay, I don't Damn believe it, I don't believe either of you, but <laughs> and then hit enter. Everything's processed. They said print or retain for your records. Keep this in the car until your your plate renewal stickers come. I said, that's it. I literally stood up from the table and I said, that's it. <laughs> it's over. That's it. It's man. over. That's it. It took three minutes. And did yeah, you run outside? If you, go, if you go to the DMV, is it really going to take much longer than three minutes? Oh, yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah, that's right. yeah Yes, it does. Which one you go? Didn't you guys say yours is a nightmare? Oh uh, no! I found a hidden one, which I don't think is hidden anymore. But my, I, I have a damn good one too. Not as good as or as fast as the one that you told me about that I went to once. But the one I normally go to, I mean, I sometimes I don't even turn off my car. Yeah, yeah. there was the one that That's the really smart. secret one was when we used to work <laughs> at Union Station. That was awesome. Yeah. And there was a DMV that not really many people knew about in City Hall. Yeah. And it was never crowded. You hit that right, you are in and out of there. And you could be in that, again, you could leave your car running. Not good for the environment, but fine. And could you imagine if you would have went to the DMV yesterday on the first day of the month? Oh, God. The first and last day. First and last day of the month, the worst. Dude, the the, the one that I grew up thinking, this you know, the standard is the, the first one that you deal with, for especially if you're there for five, ten something years. The first one that I had to deal with was the South County Ronnie's one, and it's like a damn, like like a FEMA sorting uh, building. It's just like, just packed with people, and you're like... tense. Yeah, just like, did a, did a tornado just come through and clean out South that County? That was my first ever DMV. That's where I got I know, the driver's license. I know, me too. And, and am I right? It's just a mess. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. It, it was always... Yeah. I don't know about now. I haven't been there in 20 that's years. That's like the one in De Pere. Bad. The one in De Pere on uh, Manchester, that's a disaster too. Yeah. Now, there's one on uh, Olive. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if it's still there. The one, uh, it's, so, it's basically where Sauce on the Side is hmm. in uh, Chesterfield. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that that's, pretty, uh, that's a more modern one. 
with the machine. You put your phone number, you're ready to go. Right. Modern. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. That's great. Yeah, but still, people are walking in and looking for the pull tab number mm-hmm. when you don't really need it. Right? Is that what you're talking about? It takes the little, you check in and then it calls you when you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a post office. When you find a post office that's quick and you like the employees, oh, you're dude. like, this is the best. Yeah. Wildwood. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, when I when I renewed mine out in LA, I made the mistake of not investigating beforehand. I just went, stood in line from six. I was gonna go work later the day, so I stand in line from six to about noon. Oh, and Holy then cow. once I was Same inside there, City. I found out that uh, oh, with AAA out there, all you have to do is uh, look up an office and you join their membership and you go in there and they do everything there. Mm. So you're in and out in seconds. In New York City, it's the same thing. Remember, really? I told you when I got mugged, when I was when I was robbed at knife point. Tackled into a dark alleyway at 2 o'clock in the morning. I said, please, take all my stuff except my driver's license because I don't want to go to the DMV. Right, You're yeah. robbing me of time as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and a day off from take work. My money, take my money, just not my time. Take my innocence, my dignity, whatever. <laughs> Leave the license. <laughs> Leave the license, please. <laughs> they took the license. You're Tim, uh, you're Tim McGraw. Oh, don't take my ID. Don't take the take ID. The I don't want to go take to the, the girl. Take my life. Don't take well, my listen, license. I know, I know the renewing online thing is not new. I know it's been around for a while. It's, a, it's the first time I've done it. Right. Uh, and it was <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I think I'll buy a new car just so I can do that. That makes sense, right? Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think for your car, you need the emissions test and... Emissions and safety. Safety. Yeah. Safety. Really, you need all that stuff? It's not that old, is it? Yeah, it's a 2013. Yeah, oh, I think I, your car's I o- if your car's over five years old, I believe you need it. Yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine so. My my kids uh, is a 2015. I think she needs both. Holy cow! Think mm-hmm. well, positive. 13, five over five years ago. That's bizarre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys, time's just moving so quick these days. I'm well, is you. is going to the DMV, uh, <laughs> you know, or dealing something with with something like that? Some of the most stressful moments of your life? Uh, for me, the DMV used to be, but you know, like you said, when you find a good DMV and you have everything you need, then you're cool. As long as you have everything you need. Yeah. And how many of us have gone up and waited in line, finally gone up when they called your number mm-hmm. and they said you need another piece of uh, piece of paperwork? Last time I did a That's car, I can't remember. I think it was my kids or something. I don't know. I went up there and I pulled the number and it was like 38 and they were on number 21. And as I was sitting there, I realized, oh, crap, I forgot, blah, blah, blah. And this was in Pacific. And I drove all the way to Eureka and back and was still two people in front of me by the time mm. I got back. Holy it shows God. you, like, you need uh, two, you know, your past uh, two years of personal property tax, uh, you know, receipts. Yep. Yeah. You go, man, I only got one. And, that's and I, forgot I hope they don't time. ask me and for the second one. And those up now. Now need, they can. Yeah. And, not, and you also need two years of... Walgreens of every purchase that you've made <laughs> yeah. for some reason. That's what I forgot last time. And she goes, oh, and I'm like, oh, it's over. This is the worst. And she goes, we can look that up for you for another $2. Dollars. And I was Fine. like, oh, my God, yes, take please. Take all my money. Take $200 for me next time. Sir, we're going to need uh, a blood draw, too. I'm like, oh, man, this is getting crazy. Oh, wow. The worst is to be behind some two people that go up there that don't know each other, because that means somebody's selling somebody else something, and one of the two of them will not have <laughs> Always, you know what I've I mean. Never seen that before. Oh, Always, yeah. yeah what, that. what do you mean? Like if, like if you and I go to the DMV because I'm selling you my pickup truck or something. Oh man, yeah, I definitely. I've seen, seen that, that before. Oh, 
And somebody doesn't have the right paperwork. Obviously, I've seen it God, all. God forbid it all. somebody selling a boat or a trailer or something, and they're right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Huh. Never mind. I'll just take the uh, so as late, far as late fee. as <laughs> going to the DMV. That's not. I have the ten most stressful life moments. It was a huge survey done, looking at the most stressful life moments, and DMV is not in the top ten. <clears throat> I haven't seen the list. Mm. I'm gonna guess. Let's see if you get the top ten. Wedding. Wedding, planning a wedding is number three. What wow, number three. What about some sort of uh, uh, medical test? Ooh, good call. Uh, no. Like whether it's for STDs? No, it, I mean, it should be. I would think. First childbirth. Having a child, yes. First date. First date, no. Um, First time having intercourse. These are the most stressful life moments. I want to say something um, about taxes. Doing your taxes, number 10. Look mm. at you. Divorce. Divorce, not on there. Losing a friend or family member? Death in the family, yeah. No. Huh. No, which is crazy. Well, for the most part. Actually, no, planning a wedding was number three, and getting married, you said, was number four. So, it, like, they could have combined those two things. But What about college or registering for college? Or nope. In college? No? First day on the new job. Starting a new job, number five. Wow, what the heck could number one and two... Oh, a kitchen appliance. So they're saying out. starting a new job is more stressful than having a kid. Oh, uh, <laughs> since uh, King Scott and Tony are always talking about it, buying a house. Moving to a new home, number two. Yep. Buying blinds for that new house. That is, did not <laughs> make the top one. ten. What about, what about it's, proposing? It's number one for King Scott. Man, it's subjective. Proposing, no. I don't, know if I'm, I don't know if I'm down with this, by the way. This is With the, the list with, or with number one? list here. You got to give us a hint. Number one is it's a it's a devastating thing. Um, Some of us have sick child. No. No, that, and that would be that could be number one. I would say, but didn't even make the top ten. Hands down, this number one. Yeah. Has this happened to getting any fired? of us? Yes. Getting fired, losing your job is number one. Who has that happened to in here? Hmm. <laughs> number six was having your phone die when you're lost. So again. Uh, I mean, that's stressful. Having a kid, <laughs> having a kid is less stressful than not having a phone. But think about the younger generation that never grew up without a smartphone. I could see that being an issue if they never had to use their senses. Having a kid, yeah, is but if you don't less have, stressful than not having a phone. If you don't have a cell phone. You can't text everybody or post that you got a kid now. Look at, this, look at this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm all stressed out. Uh, interviewing for a new job is number eight, and you're missing number nine. Number nine is a uh, it's a pretty big milestone in a in a in a person's life, and a person who's ready to settle down. Saying I love you, losing their virginity. No, it would be meeting your significant other's parents for the first time. Mm. That's one of the top ten most stressful. That is number nine. Wow, wow what an easy life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. yeah. If these are your only issues. Man, you got it good. <laughs> Finding yeah, fresh really? water. Oh, cool. <laughs> that seems a little tougher. How's it feel to live a movie? <laughs> Affording electricity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If that's if those yeah. are your most stressful moments, you're good. Not a not elf, elephants trampling your house. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Hmm. Can't find the watermelon flavor of white claw. <laughs> yeah, listen, maybe when you maybe this is a list, a most stressful list for somebody who lives here in America. Yeah. Yeah, not, you know, that's being Jonah. chased by a cougar daily. Yeah, you know? that's, that's, that's the top ten most stressful life events for uh, Jonah Hill. Yeah, if you live in Africa, you know, being uh, chased out of your village by a, by a 
murderous lion. Yeah, that would be probably number one. Yeah. Finding food. Yeah, there you go. Number two. Now, I can't find my cell phone. <laughs> no, it's not even that. I can find my cell phone, but it died. Uh, my, I, yeah, my, <laughs> I got a $1,000 paperweight with no power in my pocket. I don't pocket. have a charger. <laughs> Where can I plug this in? <laughs> Meanwhile, this dude hasn't eaten in, in two weeks. <laughs> he would eat a cell phone if he yeah. had one. The Rizzuto Show. Rewind. What an email we got. Yeah. In the Rizzo Risho folder. I like to normally say that, or I like to normally take the emails and kind of reword them and put them in my words and, and that sort of thing. But I want to tell you that I'm going to read this one word for word. Well, so, I mean, sometimes so the emails come over. And what he's saying is sometimes the emails come over and not the pages. best, well, the seven pages and not the best grammar. We kind of clean and a lot of curses. Like we'll have a drive-by horn coming up after the break. And, and sometimes the emails come over and run-on sentences, curses galore. Missing vowels and, 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 and just got to tighten them up. And I also think what he means is like, you know, I could tell you a story and I could say, it was winter, I, I 1997. Yeah, no, it's, and I was a young it. lad in school. Let's when, cut this down. Where Jeff will be like, okay, so Tony writes it. It says, when I was in school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, like, and, and for this particular one, for the material we're going to speak of, I don't want anybody to think these are my words. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Wow. Check this out. Yeah. And this is from, he signs it, Anonymous Dad. Okay. okay. Hey, guys, you seem to help people out a lot with questions, and I'm hoping you can help me out. That's I'm, why we're here. I'm in a tough spot. I'm, I'm in a pickle. I'm a single dad. My wife could be the subject of a drive-by whoring, but that's a whole different story. Let's just say that she's not in my life, which means she's not in my daughter's life either. She hasn't been since she was four years old. I've raised her since. With the help of family and friends, I somehow made it work. It was tough, but my little girl is now 22 years old. Perfect behavior in college, working towards her degree. Hey, you done Every good. Every dad's dream. You done good. Yeah. yeah. You've done good. Single dad, raised kids. Okay. This isn't a humble brag email, but those details are important. At some point, she started hanging out with a girl she met from college. She was coming around a lot, staying over, and she's gorgeous. At the risk of sounding creepy, she is the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. I couldn't stop thinking about her. So I decided to take a chance. I asked her out on a date. So this guy, so let's all keep up, is just asked his daughter's friend out on a date. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let's just assume she's right around 22, right? Yes. 21, 22, yeah. uh, She agreed, under the condition that we do not tell my daughter. That was seven months ago. We're still dating. Ooh, (laughs) boy. Dare I say, we are in a serious relationship. My question for you is this. Do I tell... This is all in caps. Do I tell my daughter? If I do, how do I tell my daughter? I feel like the longer I wait, the harder this is going to be. My, that was my first... My first thought was, you d- you did a great yeah. job raising your daughter, but you done messed up on this one. Yeah, yeah you did. Because but, you let it go too far. Yeah, he did better with his daughter than himself. I think that our relationship could go further, and I just want to make sure that I get ahead of this. Please let me know what I should do. Love the show. Thanks, Anonymous Dad. You let it go too far as far as time goes without telling your daughter. 
Because either way, is a long either time. way, even if she's cool with it, she's going to be pissed. You didn't tell her right away, yeah. right? And yeah. you waited seven months. Maybe it just became serious, though. So if if so, just just tell her and and say, hey, you know, like, uh, you know, we kind of saw each other out a few times, and we think it might might get serious, and and you should know, and whatever, and then just just ease, seven months. Ease she's going to ask, how long has this been going on? Uh, and you go well. I mean, I, I mean, months. you don't want to lie lightly for a couple months. <laughs> Listen, first of all, it's not necessarily all all the details and everything are not necessarily her business. Now, it is her friend, so maybe she has a little bit more business in it. You know what I mean? She's got a lot more business. She's in got it. a lot more. Yeah. Not, not not a lot. Not a lot more business, but I mean, a little are they bit like more. Best friends level friends, or are they just like. Friend, friends, you know? The way he describes it is as she was coming around a lot. I mean, yeah. sleeping over. I mean, this is a good friend. Okay, I, here's a scenario that's going to make your head explode. <laughs> okay. What if one of us started dating one of your daughters who was 18, 19, 20 years old? Well, first of all, that's my that's, daughter. That's a, different, that's a different game. Because then you're talking up. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so, so your t- business so, goes up. So, okay, so what about if so, you mm-hmm. fall for one of your daughter's friends? Okay. And start dating one when, of your daughter's friends. she's off in college. Right. Okay. She's only a couple years away. Right. I mean, okay. you know what I'm saying. Like, I'm telling you to put yourself in the situation yeah, of this I, day. I am putting and, myself in And you're saying that- Would your daughter be furious? Not uh, only that, I'm saying- on the daughter. <laughs> would, you basically, would you basically say to your daughter, who I date is my business? Uh, no, I, I would be, I, I would be, um, yeah, I'd be sy- as sympathetic as I can, but uh, I- Oh my! I think. Listen, would, you, would you say at some point the heart wants what the heart wants? No, I wouldn't be stupid about it. I wouldn't be <laughs> Look cheesy at him, about it. And Han. I'm I'm trying to think about it. Uh, <laughs> first of all, my my oldest daughter would go, "Are you kidding me? Oh, you're an idiot." Oh, dad. <laughs> uh, oh, dad. But I think as long as you both respected each other, you you you'd let each other know exactly what they needed to know, to, so they knew that you respected them and and their opinion and each other's opinion and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time. There are things that aren't their business if it's a relationship that two consenting adults are are, are in or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I, I She's get, gonna be pissed either way, right? Yeah. And I get and I get what you're saying. Like you know, if if you are into somebody, that's I have your no business. idea what he said. But I I, I kind of picked up on it. But my whole thought process is this: you would never know who this chick is. This dad would never know who this girl is, mm-hmm. except for the fact that his daughter brought yeah. her around. So, like, basically, his daughter set him up unknowingly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's the, how it like, happens. This is this is my hey, dad, gift wrapped. Hey, like, thanks, son. Yeah, that, that <laughs> gotta tell her. That's how gotta it happens, and that that does get a little weird. And and, and I would say well, it's very weird. I would say that you would bring it up and probably uh, in a way and say, listen. I didn't. We didn't think it would go anywhere. It was a little weird for us. You got to understand. Um, we were kind of freaked out about it. And I assumed it may not work, and therefore, no harm, no foul. If I didn't tell you now, I am telling you now. I'm sorry that we didn't tell you initially, but I am telling you now, and would like your blessing. How that's, about this? That, that's where there, I'm at. That's, now, there, now there's a couple things. Now there's a couple things. The daughter's going to go. How did I miss this? Yeah. Like, how are you going about mm-hmm. this relationship behind my back? And number two is okay. And now when you sleep over, my friend sleeps over, my friend is going to be in my dad's room? Yeah, well, you, you wouldn't do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm saying you wouldn't, you, it wouldn't I think at 22, there's probably not sleepovers anymore. Yeah, it would so be. So you don't have to worry about that, I don't think. But you anyway. all wouldn't be going out together either. Like, hey, I'm going out with so-and-so. Oh, my girlfriend? <laughs> See, my, <laughs> my whole thing is I think at first you don't say anything. 
because if you tell her and then it's just a one or two thing, you know, you know, it's a, if it's a walk off home run, if you know what I mean. It's weird. But what I'm saying is, if it early on in a relationship, don't say anything because if it just falls to the wayside, then it's going to sound you're going to look creepy. But seven months in, hey, look, it's a real relationship. I'm not just trying to screw some little 22 year old. It's a real relationship. That's when you tell. That's Listen, what I, think. I think this guy in the chat room, uh, Skippy McTender bums. He says, have the daughter. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Skippy. Uh, he says, have the daughter's friend start flirting with him in front of his daughter. That way they could test the waters and see how she'll react. Ah. Uh. That's as deceitful that's as more anything. Lies. I think that's, yeah. that's, that's more lies sitcoms. on top of that's, it. You're not lying. You're just not saying. Like, Season is three's she, company. It's a lie by omission. Okay. Seven, what do you think? Yeah, what if, what if you were in this situation? Okay, so first of all, if it's going to be anything serious, she's probably going to find out eventually. Like, if he wants it to be, like, a serious thing. So it's better for him to say something than it is for her to, like, just find out. So, I don't know. I think he needs to say something. Just like Definitely. a band-aid. But just would you, would, just just would, you be, would you be angry? Would you feel like you lost a, a, a friend? Yeah, I mean, at first, because, like, most of your friends are, like, your confidants, you know? And then if she's running off telling all the stuff that you tell her to your dad, like, oh, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, what if she's that. saying to you, oh, I just I met this great like, older oh, guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're like, oh. Wait, Jenny, all those stories this past seven months was with my dad? <laughs> yeah, you lost a friend, but you gained a stepmom. Yeah. The, boy, uh, the boyfriend uh, you've been uh, calling uh, Stallion the uh, last seven uh, months dad. is my dad. My dad. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, she's like, man, my hip hurts. He wrecked. I wrecked. Uh, why, why, why are you walking like a cowboy? Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm in a rodeo. Kid? I'm the kid. Hey, wait, wait, wait. So oh, I'll tell you what, Seth. Yeah, my new boyfriend's got a kid. Me. I'll wait, tell wait. You, what. you told me his name was Chad, but it was really my dad. <laughs> <laughs> so with with all of us being dads, role reversal here. Let's say your 19 year old daughter or whatever has a 19 year old friend and uh, starts. Or I'm sorry, your your 19 year old daughter starts dating one of. Your friends in your forties at this point, or or or, or whatever, Ooh. and you find out at the seven month mark after they've I'd made it furious. serious. I'd be, yeah, I would be it, absolutely it be, furious. Yeah, that, and that's a different situation. Kind of. I would be absolutely furious because in that situation, it's one of my buddies going behind my back. But that's and how she, up with my daughter. But that's what I'm saying. That's this is how she situation. would feel. It's, it's the not the thing. same situation. No, no, no it is. It's, just it's, it's, it's changing it's, the role. It's somebody's father. You're supposed to look up to that person. That is, this person is supposed to help you walk through life. This person is supposed to be your not your role model, but is supposed to raise you correctly. Yeah, but that's and how the daughter will feel. That's how the daughter will feel about the friend, her, yeah. about the about the dad. First off. And somebody on Twitter brings up a good point. Good for the guy for getting the younger chick. Well, sure. <laughs> I think yeah. the golf clap all around. There's an entire with genre that, about that, by the way. With that being said, <laughs> the fact that he's even putting his daughter in this situation is yeah is is weird. I'm sorry uh, to say, but what if she is like his soulmate? Stop it with though. the stop it with that. The heart wants what the heart wants. Stop it with that. <laughs> I'm just saying. This, what? this is not days of our lives. Not this for you. This is real life. You would even risk a re- your relationship with your daughter. I don't think I would, but I'm just I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here and say, you know, you only get one life, yo. Yeah, but you're risking. <laughs> yeah, you only get one daughter. Yeah, this you, is his only daughter well, that get he raised. Fourteen. And you're, but, yeah. But, well, in this guy's situation. Yeah. Like, I like, like you're, you're risking putting your yeah. relationship with your daughter. You are, for sure. For 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 what? And at first, it's for you know. For getting a younger chick. All right, cool. It, it bloomed into a relationship. Maybe she's really mature. <sighs> the 
heart wants what the heart wants. Maybe stop she's an that. old soul. <laughs> oh, stop it with. Uh, <laughs> Somebody she, else in the she chat. She reads says, books at a 42 year old level. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody in the chat room to counter my part saying that this is the man that's supposed to raise her says she's she's already 22. She's raised. It, he did his job. Yeah. She's an adult. But you did never you? stop going to your dad for advice. Yeah. I mean, your dad oh. is always someone. You Some of you never to. start. Going to your dad for advice. Yeah, listen. When I turned, uh, you know, twenty-one, I just cut off all, all everything with my parents. I was like, I'm hey, raised. I haven't seen you since. Raised. Yeah. It, was, it was sixteen for <laughs> Pushed me. Pushed me out of the nest. Raised. See ya. Ooh, somebody says this he is. Said, I this got is, this. This this situation is the American Beauty. Oh, oh, that movie. Kevin Spacey. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that ended Great. well too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I do want to see what this chick looks like. I want to see what the da- what the daughter's friend looks like. I'm very curious. Yeah. Look her up. I, 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 I doubt. I doubt Anonymous Dad is going to go, here she is. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't think they're profile picking together I don't think already? He's got, I, yeah, I don't think he's got her all over his Facebook page. You don't think? She should have known when he changed his profile picture to the three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Boo. Oh, yeah. Is that what why you've you been wanting in, to hang out with us for you four walk months? in the room and you see your dad Snapchatting with, like, your 22-year-old friend? Oh, uh, God. Can you imagine? <laughs> I, I, ever since you say, said it, Riz, all I have in my in, <laughs> in my head is like, you, you guys are hanging out. The girls are hanging out watching movies. And then all of a sudden, she goes, I'm getting tired. I'm going to go in your dance bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, well. Oh, uh, you want to go to breakfast? No, I'm tired. Your dad. So what do we tell him this guy? Oh, are we tell him this guy. Tell the daughter. I mean, yeah. If you if, you, if, you, if yeah. you're moving forward now, today you is the day. Yeah. Yeah. She's got to be ASAP. pissed. She's got to be pissed. Do you bring the friends, too, and sit her down and no. say, it's just no. you and your daughter? Oh, yeah. can you imagine that? We need to tell you something. Oh, oh God. Oh, imagine no, it. No, no, no. Does that not make your stomach turn? And we're expecting. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Where'd that's, you meet that's your stepmom at a sorority party? Oh, damn. That's a solo thing that you do in public, by the yeah. way. You got to do that in public. <laughs> yes. I like the food court. No. Remember we used to go to Chuck E. Cheese together? Let's go to Chuck E. Cheese. One Come more on. time. Just just you and your dad. Got something to tell you. I found somebody. That's You uh... know her. Hey, look, there's your friend from college, Rebecca, in that booth over there. Let's go join her. <laughs> I know you guys. Uh, well, Why are you guys sitting on the same side? Jeff, you have you you have teenage daughters. I do. Um, I hope I don't call out my daughters here. Well, I'm going to call out my daughters here, I suppose. Have you ever been in the situation where your daughter's friends think you're cute and, yes. and let you know it? Very much so, yes. Is that not the weirdest, most awkward feeling? Oh, I love it, man. I love <laughs> it, love it, love it. You do? Yes, because it makes my kids uncomfortable. It also it also feeds your ego. So let's no, be it has honest. nothing oh, to do with it. Zero that. to do with it at all. Man, the fact that you said, I love it, I love them, it, I love it, I love it, I love it. To see creepy. them, yeah. their face when they tell me is so disgusting <laughs> and it makes them so uncomfortable. I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, I've seen that. And it feeds the ego. It makes me feel The Rizzuto Show podcast, powered by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Your best choice for quality tires and expert auto service. Dobbs.